Cannes Film Club. This year it's 1973. Death Smiles on a Murderer and Doll Squad. Welcome to the Weak Points Film Club with Rich and Nick. Each week we'll pick a film from a specific year and give them our review. And if you listen to the main Weak Points podcast, you'll know that we started in 1970, the year of our birth. And this year it's the turn of 1973. And we started with a film that you chose for me, Nick. Death Smiles on a Murderer. Yes, I did. It's got a few different titles, hasn't it? It's... Death Smiles on a Death Smiles on a Murder as well as the original Italian. Oh really? Yeah. Oh okay, okay. I I didn't know that. I just um, when I when I researched it, I looked it up. You know, I mean, based on uh, solely on the 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 very bad experience we had uh, with 1972's Last House on the Left, uh, I I wanted to find something that you know had. You know, re- reasonable reviews uh, that was uh, free to get hold of uh, and um, that uh, might provide a, a reasonable amount of entertainment and chat. Yeah. Uh, and, and it just, you know, I thought, oh yeah, that'll, that'll well, do. It's got that'll Klaus work. Kinski. But I didn't go into... It. it has. Klaus Kinski and nobody else you've ever heard of. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Well, the female lead, she... She was in some other notable films. Not that I've, none that I've seen, but she was in some notable films. Where um, was she? Okay. He were uh, in. God, I don't know how you pronounce it. She's Swedish. No, me neither. He he were in. Um, <laughs> I keep, just keep saying it until it makes sense. Uh, let me just. He he you he, he, he were. All in. E-W-A, all in. Ewa? Ewa? Ewa. Uh, that's probably Eva, isn't it? With a soft V. Eva. Yeah, probably Eva. Eva. Let's call her Eva. Um, she uh, was also in cult film Candy with a bizarre, a fucking absolutely bizarre cast. I am going to have to watch this film just because of I looked at the cast <laughs> a bit, right? It's a cult film called okay. Candy. And it's with John Houston, yeah, okay. fairly normal, Walter Matthau, um, right, James okay. Coburn, uh, Richard okay, Burton, yes. Marlon, Marlon right. Brando, uh, and wow. Ringo Starr. What? Yeah. I've <laughs> okay. no fucking idea how that, how that all works out, but I, that, I, no. I do need to see, I do need to see Candy now, just because of that, really. Just because of how mental it sounds. Um, so we're going to help each other out with um, what the story is for Death Smiles on a Murderer. Yes, we are. Yes, we it's an are. Ita- it's an Italian horror film. Um, a little bit like Four Flies on Grey Velvet and that it's a giallo film, I think they call them. Giallo, yeah, that's right. So that's based on Italian uh, like pulp novels uh, and the giallo is the yellow edging to the paper because it was cheap pulp paper. Yes. Uh, and they've often got a horror, a mystery, um, uh, but supernatural element to them. Oh, there's, okay. a real, there's a real mix to them. Right. Oh, well, this but, is probably the quintessential giallo then. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think so. I think that's what threw us with Four Flies on Grey Velvet was that it it wasn't a straightforward kind of horror slasher mystery. Um, there was some very odd supernatural bits just randomly yeah. thrown into it, wasn't there? What what threw me about Four Flies on Grey Velvet was it was fucking shit. <laughs> I liked it. I it swear. was. I still liked it. it I'm going to watch that again, I reckon. I reckon. No, you fucking Bear. not. No, I bet, you I bet you it bears up second viewing. <laughs> Fuck you, I am going to watch it, okay. just spite you. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking forward to Death Smiles on a Murderer because Klaus Kinski was in it. And yeah. um, it's he's always entertaining. And he was very entertaining in this. Um, but he was surprisingly not in it for very long. No, he really, he really was not. Uh, he, he plays, he played the doctor, uh, who um, seems to be only there to make one uh, tiny discovery that you don't even realise he's made until the last three minutes of the film. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a wild swing. At give it a go of what story is. G- give it a go. Go on. Here the, we go. Here we go. The essential story revolves around Greta, who's uh, the female lead throughout, who's played by Eva, and Greta has an unusual relationship with her hunchback brother. Hmm. Where they seem sporadically to be... hunchbacked. So he is sporadically hunchbacked. He, he looks like he's being portrayed by Reese fans, but he's not, obviously, <laughs> no. unless he's time travelled. But he does bear a remarkable resemblance to him. Yeah. Um, so her and her brother have a very odd relationship where he seems to desire her, but also want to punish her. At the same time, uh, and she, but and she kind of leads him on, uh, but doesn't want to get too close to him. <laughs> it's a very very complicated relationship. Yeah. She now she ends up die. She ends up dying. She dies. That's not a plot spoiler. She yeah. dies right at the start of the film. Well, yeah, one of the first images is him looking over her uh, her grave, isn't it? Yes. No, not a grave. She's laid out, isn't uh, she? And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the, the, <laughs> the, 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 there's another character, um, another male character, who's part of a family. It's not her family, though, is it? He's... No, no, he's a, a local wealthy... Uh, Wealthy, uh, like kind of aristocracy, yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, they have like a kind of chateau affair, don't they? They do, they do. Yes, and chateau they... might be overselling it. It's they've got a big house in the country, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, but it's got, be... but it's got a chateau like cellar, as we learn later, yeah. And they seem to have some kind of inherited wealth. They're kind of like lords of the manor, I guess. Kind of thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. Yeah, um, and um, so she, so she's dead anyway. Um, uh, then it does it time jump to the family. In, now this is in nineteen oh six. Yes, is it nineteen oh six when she dies? It is. So, so it was nineteen oh nine. 
time jump to 1909. That's right. And there's um, the family sat outside the chateau uh, being served by their servant, oddly enough. Uh, It's a very grim day, but they're still sat outside (laughs) for some unknown reason. There's absolutely no atmosphere going on. They're not celebrating anything, but they are outside eating. Um, it's a bit like when people have made a special trip to the seaside, and even though it's shit weather, they decide to sit the out. Of, of yeah. course, yeah, fuck yeah, it, yeah. we're in now. Even if we're sat in the car in the pissing rain, <laughs> we're going to eat these fish and chips next to the bins, and we're going to yeah. fucking enjoy it. Yeah, we are. It's a, it looks a little bit like that kind of affair. And then careering down the road towards the chateau is a black horse-drawn carriage, and it's going at some speed. Yeah. Um, and they're all looking at it like going oh what's going on here then but they don't seem particularly perturbed by it nope uh, it carries on towards them and then for reasons that are explained it crashes it crashes at the chateau and so they all rush towards it and then they find out that the uh, guy who was driving it is that what you call it Driver, yeah, yeah, coach, yeah, coach driver, piloting it. Yeah, (laughs) he he was, he was, he died in a really odd way. He got somehow he got caught up in the kind of axle and wheel, and there was a a a bit where it looked like he had a a a kind of freshly cooked pot noodle all over his (laughs) innards. Yeah, uh, and but then within the carriage. There was this beautiful lady, Greta. Greta. Greta appeared to be unconscious, so they put the uh, the dead body of the carriage driver um, into the family chapel. I think. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, uh, and then they took Greta inside because she was worth saving, and the other guy wasn't. Pot noodle guy wasn't. Um, so they put Greta in. Greta's uh, the this kind of beautiful angelic looking mm. blonde um so they lay her out in one of the upstairs bedrooms um and they can't do anything with her at a local level so they call the doctor who comes over and the the doctor luckily happens to be klaus kinski that was um, a touch Whew. it was lucky that wasn't it yeah imagine yeah. having klaus kinski as your family doctor <laughs> fucking hell <laughs> i would do everything in heaven and earth to make sure I was as healthy as possible at all, <laughs> would, all times. Yeah. There's no way I'd want him coming around. Imagine the kid. Imagine if you got kids. And I'll call Doctor Kinsky. Yeah. Listen, listen if you want to, if you want to stay off school, that's fine. But I'll have to yeah. call Doctor Kinsky. I'm going to yeah. school. I'm going to school. Yeah. No, it's fine. I'll go. I'll go. Even if my legs hanging off, I'll go. It's only broken in three places. I'll yeah. get there. I'll I'll drag myself in. Yeah. Fucking hell. Anyway. Kinski comes round, Dr. Kinski comes round, and um, he does what you, obviously, they, they normally did. He gets out his um, ear ear trumpet. His it's bone a, ear that trumpet. is known as a penar stethoscope. Is that what it's called? It penar is indeed. Yes, yes. Uh, is it is that named after Francois Pinar? The, <laughs> no, no, probably it's, not. It's named after somebody Pinar, but I don't think it's got anything to do with rugby union, no. <laughs> right, okay. Um, anyway... <laughs> He puts his um, his his uh, peanut um, stethoscope to the beautiful Eva's chest, Greta, and um, he listens and he does a very classic Kinsky face, doesn't he? It's like he suddenly knows something 
but doesn't want to say. Yeah, yeah. And it's written all over his face. Um, and all the while he's doing it, there's somebody looking through a crack in the door at what's yes, going on. That's right. Uh, but, but you have to, go... you have to. Sorry, I have to go back. You have to, yeah, you have yeah, to tell, sorry. you have to tell the uh, listeners um, that uh, that the despite despite Greta wearing a, a, a sort of a plunging top uh, anyway, um, Doctor Kinski um, s- tells her to get undressed, get undressed, and lie on so... the bed. So she's she's wearing all her all her garb, I think, when he first listen listens, and then and then realizes uh, that there's something up, uh, something's afoot, and then he asks everybody to leave uh, because right. he needs to do some medical shit, uh, and everybody just goes, oh well, it's Doctor Kinski, he's going to do his medical stuff, uh, <laughs> so they all leave, but there's still the eye looking through the crack in the door, um, so then. Kinski. Now I thought she was unconscious, but then she must have opened her eyes at some point. Anyway, he says to Greta, "Yeah, get you need to take your clothes off because I need to do a proper examination of you." Uh, and um, but he gives her a dignity. He goes and faces the other way in the bedroom. Yes, he does. Uh, but what the dirty old fucker does is he looks in the dressing room, the dressing table mirror. Is <laughs> uh, a, a sly old dog. He didn't have his mirrored he sunglasses. Is. So they could just look at yeah, her straight yeah, on. Yeah. He has to look in the mirror on the dressing table. Yeah. And he sees but you know her getting what? changed. She didn't even seem to be bothered, really. She got undressed well, like asked, someone from, she? let's say, the 1970s, as opposed yeah. to somebody from, you know, uh, yeah. Edwardian England. She was, she was, um, or Edwardian Italy. or a, It was it like, sent. Nick, she wanted him to see her. Doing that. It was it was a bit like that, yeah. Unfortunately, uh, so she's got true. her um, she's got a big Victorian garb on, and she takes that off. Um, he says, "Get get undressed." She takes she takes the dress off, and he, <laughs> she she looked like she was wearing more clothes when she took her dress off than she was before. I don't know how she managed yes. it, but she had that. Yes, she had heavy, she had like heavy big. Corsetry. Big like bloomer knickers on, yeah, and yeah. then a, a corset which had like frilly detail on it, yeah. and then stockings. Basically, yeah. after she took a dress off, all you saw was maybe a hint of thigh and some cleavage. Oh yeah, well I don't know. You could still keep, see quite a lot of cleavage when she had a dress on. Yeah, which is why you didn't need to get her to. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It yeah, made exactly. literally no sense. You you, you make a good point. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she laid down, and then he had another like examination of her. Um, but while he was doing his examination of her, he noticed um, that she was wearing a necklace, uh, and on that necklace it said uh, Greta, nineteen oh nine, and on the back of it was some weird kind of diagram inscription carving thing and he was very intrigued by that uh, and all, again all the time he's doing all this somebody's looking through the door uh, which was the cheeky maid because she got found didn't she while she was doing her she did yes she did Day bitch looking through the yeah. crack in the door uh, the father of the the man of the house he caught her and he was like what are you doing and she was like oh just having a cheeky look and then he sent her off to her room to think about what she'd done essentially moving forward Greta is dead that's why 
how King, Dr. Kinski looked perturbed when he stuck his stethoscope against her because he couldn't hear anything because she was she didn't have a pulse. He felt her wrist, she didn't have a pulse. Yeah. He listened for a heartbeat, she didn't have one. And then did he, is that when he did the needle? Oh, fuck yeah, he did the needle. So he's wearing like a, a tie cravat kind of affair and it's got a tie pin in it and he takes the pin out of his tie and then he just sticks it in her eyeball. Yeah. He doesn't, like, dawdle about it. No. His first thought is, she's not got a pulse. I'll stick a pin in her eye. That's right. And she doesn't react in any way, shape, or form. She's just like, well, that's fine. No, it was it was in there like a Friday night knife in, wasn't it? Just straight Fucking in. Fucking hell, yeah. He didn't hang about <laughs> at all. He did it like he does it every single day of the week. Yeah, oh, absolutely, yeah. Oh, he's another one I can't find that a fucking pulse. I'll tell you what, I'll stick a pin in their eye. Imagine how many fucking people he's tried that on before he's got to one who was one of the undead. There must have been a there must have been a good proportion of them that were actually dead where he just went, Oh well, that didn't do anything. They're yeah. dead. And then there's another one where he's done it and they've gone, Ow you fuck, who are you doing? <laughs> yeah, you mad bastard. Yeah. I yeah. only want my sick note. Yeah. Yeah. What you need, mate, is another stethoscope. None of these fucking South African rugby stethoscopes. You want a fucking real one with like rubber tubes and a metal bit on it. (laughs) Fucking mad cunt. Anyway, um, so um, the maid is perturbed by all of this kind of stuff. And um, is it at this point that she decides to pack her suitcase and leave? Pretty much, yes. Uh, we don't really know why that's happened. She keeps having visions of um, somebody in like the mirror and in her peripheral vision, and every time she jumps round, there's nobody there. But uh, who is the who is the image of? Who does she keep seeing? Hunchback. Yeah, she keeps seeing the sporadic Hunchback. She does Reese fans. She keeps seeing him. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, but, I'm gonna go John Peel again. But, that was Reese fans of the sporadic Hunchbacks there. <laughs> It's not, yeah, it's not Reese. It's Reese fans in um, Rock the Boat, not Notting Hill, I would say. No, yeah, it's that Reese fans. Um, so she keeps seeing visions of him, but that's never explained. So she decides to just fuck this. I need to pack my suitcase and go. So she packs a suitcase and then um, she just runs off into the forest with her suitcase. Yeah. And she keeps looking behind her all the time because she thinks somebody's chasing her. Uh, but somebody isn't chasing her. They're already miles ahead of her. Yeah. And she stops suddenly when she sees a figure pointing a double-barreled shotgun at her. And this is where you see the true special effects genius who was working <laughs> on this film. Um, because <laughs> the, the pot noodle uh, intestines thing, that was just a, a mere amuse-bouche. It was indeed. Um, she is te- obviously terrified by the shotgun. Um, she says, don't like, shoot me or whatever. Yeah, she's appealing. She's like, I won't say anything. I didn't say anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's having none of that. So he just shoots a point blank in the face with the shotgun. Yes, he does. Um, doesn't blow her head off, which you would expect. No. It peppers her face, <laughs> but quite deeply. Uh, it's it's like horrible. Um, but she's still alive and she's still screaming and then she falls on the ground and then she's dead Yeah, uh, I, I'll tell you what I thought it looked like because uh, when we talked about it before uh, I yeah. said I thought it looked a bit like the shotgun had been filled with spaghetti hoops 
but yeah. actually, it on on further reflection, do you remember when you were a kid at school and and you had to make well, we did it a couple of times. You had to make you had some dried lentils and you glued them to a piece of paper yeah, and painted true, them, yeah. and then yeah. you stuck a little calendar with those little paper calendars yes. underneath it. <laughs> yeah. Basically, it looked like someone had put some dried lentils on a card. They just you know, yeah. It was a it was an old Mother's Day card that they'd stuck on her face and sprayed red. Why did we do so much when we were kids? Where it involved sticking a small calendar on it. <laughs> I don't know. Did they have like a job lot of them? Or they must have the done. All schools must have been issued with a lot of small calendars. I remember that so vividly. Like pretty much every craft that I ever did yeah, involved every craft. sticking a small calendar on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's Easter. Brilliant. Whack this daf- daffodil on the top of that small calendar. It's Christmas. <laughs> okay, get a loo roll. Make a Santa out of a loo roll and some crepe paper. And here's a small calendar to bang on as well. <laughs> Oh, it's Mother's Day. It is a small calendar. End the term. Have a small calendar. Yeah, yeah. Fucking hell. And do you know what? Not once do I remember the date being a very specific concern of my family at that no. time. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't ever remember the perforated January coming off. No. It was never. No. Well, no. partly because you need to be a fucking have the eyesight of an absolute fucking sniper yeah. to read it. It was so yeah, small. You, yeah, you needed to have eyes like that forger in The Great Escape, didn't you? Yes, you... I can see a pin on the ground and the small calendar. And the small calendar. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Fucking hell. You're a anyway. liability, Colin. You can't leave. I can, I can see perfectly. I can tell it's February the 4th on that very small calendar below those lentils. <laughs> I feel he must go with us. I've seen the size of his calendar. It's absolutely <laughs> minuscule. Don't <laughs> <laughs> maybe James Garner, you know, when the, the, the guy who's the, you know, the scrounger. Well, what, oh, we, yeah. we've, got the, we've got the house vice. What we need now, the only thing we need now is a German, very small calendar. There's one here, look. <laughs> I saw him earlier walking across the exercise yard and he seemed to be emptying out small calendars through a hole in his pocket down his trouser leg. <laughs> <laughs> we need to show we need more wood no we have no more wood well we need more small calendars to make the tumble <laughs> how do we stop the roof of the tunnel from caving in I feel we could make a papier-mâché roof with the small calendars <laughs> the hand will never never think of this <laughs> fuck you know yeah perfect where eagles dare be, yeah, could be refashioned by small calendars, pipe cleaners, and crepe paper. <laughs> Fucking escape from cold it's. We shall make a glider from small calendar paper. <laughs> Holy shit! The Shawshank Redemption would have been brilliant. <laughs> yeah, how the fuck would you got out? It's yeah. not, he ain't got a poster of Rita Hayworth. He's just got a small calendar. Andy Dufresne. The man, who was as thin as a caddis fly larva, crawled through a tiny hole behind a small calendar. Here's the tale of poor old Andy. Never did escape from his prison cell because he only had a small calendar. <laughs> you could see the outside world. <laughs> Couldn't fucking get out there. But he knew what day it was. <laughs> He knew Just every day. 
<laughs> of that 37 years he was in that jail. <laughs> Every year, the warden would bring him a small calendar with a Bible quote. <laughs> if there's one thing that Andy didn't miss, it was the relentless march of time. <laughs> because he always had to record it on his small calendar. <laughs> Poor <laughs> oh, fucker. Yeah. Um, anyway. So anyway, yeah. So the maid gets shot point blank range by this stranger. Um, Kinski's taken this information, Doctor Kinski. He's taken this information that he's got from Greta's um, necklace. Yeah. He knows what it's about. He's not fucking stupid. Yeah. He's working for Booper. He's not. He's not NHS doctor. Yeah. He's he's deciphered what the information is on the back yeah. of that. She's... We we as the audience aren't included at all. Do we? No, we no, just no, we no, just know no, he's no. doing something a bit nefarious because it's Klaus fucking Kinski. Yeah, I mean it's only insinuated that she's dead because he puts a pin in her eye. Well, and also he notices a, a, a small scar. <gasps> oh yeah, just yeah. running from Underneath the, her the ear. base yeah. of her neck down a base of her ear down her neck. Yeah. Straight line. Yeah. Again, that doesn't mean that she's dead, though. No, it doesn't. One of the undead. But he's he's surmised that anyway. Yeah. He's on the ball. What's happened is that the the chances of there being the only undead person in that country has run into the the only doctor who would recognise that she's one of the undead. Yeah. What? A, what, what are the odds? What are the odds? Isn't it marvellous? Yeah. It is, Mark. Not for the driver of that horse-drawn carriage, though, because he, he's no, absolutely, fucked. absolutely yeah, yeah. fucked. Yeah, he's been a mere peripheral casualty, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, his his disembowelment was more curious than the magic bullet that killed Kennedy. <laughs> Fucking was, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> that Staggering. Grass, that, that grassy knoll did for him, didn't it? Yeah, something, something happened. Po- it possibly was Jack Ruby that took him out. Maybe yeah. from the side. With a small calendar. With a small calendar. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Dr. Kinski's gone back to his lab. He's got a... Um, where he's got an assistant. Now, if you're a doctor, yeah. what the kind of attributes that you look for in your assistant are that they are large. Yes. Very large. They like to lumber around... Yeah, you need a lummox, don't you? You need a lummox. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, they wear. They like to wear like a hospital gown that only ties at the back. Yeah. So you so you have to tie them in their clothes every single day because they can't they can't do it. Vital um, prerequisite. And also, he's deaf. Useful. It's it is, it is useful. Yeah. Um, that he, it's useful that you've got an, a medical assistant that has to be looking at you at all times <laughs> for you to give them their instructions. Yeah, yeah now, brilliant during life-saving surgery, I'm sure. It's fantastic. Oh, yeah, yeah. But Kinski, yeah. you know, he could do hand signs. He, he, he could do the whole oh, Makaton thing. So he was... His sign language is second to none. Yeah. Because he can do what looks to the layman like exactly the same hand sign, but it apparently means two different things. It's the nuance, isn't it? It's the it nuance. Is the nuance. <laughs> yeah, it's all in the eyes. <laughs> so Kinski's got this lummox um, who uh, can't dress himself 
and he can't hear <laughs> as his assistant. Um, but he's got a, he's got lots of animals that he's obviously doing some kind of experiments with. In seventies, in nineteen seventies cages, nineteen seventies cages. Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm surprised he didn't have like a plastic ball for the hamsters. And... Well, I was I was waiting for that guy who was the head of marine biology from Octoman to come wandering <laughs> past. To be honest, it was fucking ridiculous. But he's a massive. He's working in a massive room, but it's got like these little. Again, it's a it's a pets at home kind of affair. Yeah. It's got rabbits and mice and all this kind of shit around him. And this and then, is when we hear his voiceover, don't we? We hear his voiceover. Yes. And he yeah. starts to say, "For so long I have worked on this, but I've always been far, just a, far from the solution. And now I have the final information, and it will be mine. I will be the first. Others will come, but it will be mine." Yeah, it is. Um... It's all originally in Italian, but it's overdubbed. Yeah, absolutely. Very, very expertly, I think. Oh, it was wonderful. Well, I mean, that was supposedly his inner thoughts. Anyway, it wasn't. He wasn't saying it. This was all supposedly his inner thoughts. So, you know, they could have yeah. taken the time. Could have got some really decent reading. But no, it was. It was done pretty much as I just did it. It will be mine. It was. Yeah. It was. Um, you know. I feel like they did the voiceover literally as the film was just running. I don't think they stopped I think, it. Anyway. I think they did. I think they just got Jeff in and went, Jeff, just say what you see. Go on, Jeff. Just yeah, make something yeah, up. Yeah, I don't think anything was explained to him. Absolutely. Um, uh, but uh, Dr. K, he's um, he's not just got his pets at home affair going on. Oh, no. He's, God, no. he's got his secret underground lair. So yes. he goes and turns a, a wheel and that pulls back the... Um, the container of the that's got the snake, the big snake in it. Yeah, that that goes across the floor to reveal a staircase into the cellar. Yes, indeed. why why he couldn't just have a staircase into the cellar? I've no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyway, he didn't. So I would have out. loved to have seen the hand signal for. I'm nipping down to my secret <laughs> lair now. <laughs> Hold uh, the fort here. Yeah, don't don't mind me. I'm just going to wind back the snake box. <laughs> and then, so he goes downstairs, and he's got um, the lummox goes down with him, and um, he's got a variety of dead people down there on slabs. Yes, he is. Uh, and the dead person he's got down on the slab, uh, that's not the right dead person uh, that he wants to do his experiments on. That's never explained why it's not the right dead person. So he carries the dead person that's on the slab off and puts him in the room with the other dead people. Then yes. picks a different dead person and brings yeah. them back in. Yeah. And then he's done all his um, his stuff where he's deciphered the meaning of the medallion that he's got off Greta, uh, and he's made this potion that is going to intravenously feed into the neck of this dead person. Yeah, using rip- some very seventies looking equipment. Again. Yes. It, yeah. It's like a whole. It's just like reanimator, really. Um, so he does that. And then the guy kind of comes to, doesn't he? He starts breathing. Yes, indeed. Which is a, uh, seems like it's a success. Uh, Lummox goes back upstairs yeah. uh, during during all this process because he's not asked about seeing somebody come back from the dead. He's got a little no. to do. He's, he's seen more in his time than that. <laughs> the yeah. revivification of human dead tissue. Yeah. <laughs> Passé. Oh, He's God. seen loads of shit worse than yeah. that. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever the hand signal for that is. Um, 
so he, he just pisses up back upstairs because he's got other, other important things to do, which, as it turns out, is cleaning and tidying when we go back to him. Apparently he's so, yeah. Cleaning the fucking desk with a cloth. That's all he's doing. That's the important yeah. thing he needs to go back yeah, upstairs yeah. to do. You could stay here and witness a medical breakthrough, yeah. Uh, yeah. the like of which you'll never see again. Or yeah. you could get the Mr. Sheen out and just give it a once over. Yeah. You could out. see me become a god, or you could, yeah, you could nip upstairs and tidy my fucking desk for me. <laughs> you big lummox. So um, he does that anyway, because that's all he's good for. Um, and Kinski does, uh, he raises the dead guy. Uh, but then, oh, there's somebody else in the room. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> dun, 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 exactly. Yeah, that's, he does make a sound effect, and that's maybe why the lummox doesn't come downstairs, because he doesn't know it. No. He, doesn't, he doesn't feel the vibration, does he? No, nothing. So Kinski, for some reason, gets strangled by the stranger, doesn't he? He does. I, I don't, you know, I mean, in every room with a stone floor in that film, aside from that one, the yeah. the uh, the footsteps echo. Yeah. Uh, with a, with a with a with a reverb that is positively synthesized, and yeah. yet in that room. Honestly, it's like ninja training room. It's like a dojo. Yeah. Because he's approached and nobody, you know, he doesn't hear a thing. Also, what's weird is, just just before you get onto, you know, Kinski's fate. Yeah. What happens to that dead guy? You don't see him again, do you? I was just, I was literally just thinking that myself. He's never referred to again. No. No. So, raises the guy from the dead. Kinski gets strangled. He pulls an extraordinary face while it is happening. Um, the dead guy just looks on with a really kind of impassive face, doesn't he? He does, yeah. He like kind of half sits up, but just kind of rests himself on his elbows and then just looks at Kinski, who just brought him back to life, getting no. strangled by somebody else. And he's not asked, by no. the way. I mean, in art imitating life... Uh, his expression is mirrored by the audience watching the film. Yeah, very much so at this point, yeah. Um, so Kinski, who I thought was going to be in it all the way through, considering his name's writ large on the poster and yes. on a lot of the editions of the poster, he's half of the poster for the film. Yeah. Um, he's dead, that's it. You never see Gone. him again. Nope. He's, that's it, he's done. He's done. He's in two scenes... Yeah, um, and he say, he probably says about two sentences across the If all. that, he struts about looking unhinged. In fact, what did I say? I said, hang on, look at me notes. He, I, I wrote it down. I said, Kinski looks like um, he looks like the Crime Watch photo fit team have mixed up Michael Douglas and Willem Dafoe. <laughs> He does. Got... He does exactly. It does exactly yes. look like that. <laughs> if that sounds preposterous when you're thinking about it in your head, uh, forget that because he does look just like that. Yeah, it's it quite strange. Really. Yeah, um, easiest. That must be one of the easiest gigs he's ever had to do. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, he's without listened to a. He's listened to a heaving bosom. He's looked at a woman get undressed. He's wound back a box with a snake in it. Uh, and then he's got strangled, and that's it. Job done. Yeah, that's it. Fantastic. He must have knocked that out in about half an hour. Oh, yeah, he probably had two filming days, and that's the end of that. Yeah, this is very true. Yeah. Um, I don't know how we got to the 
to the next bit. Um, but um, so um, the next bit was, um, I think it was the uh, the joy of shooting. It was when the hunting party. It just goes to the um, <laughs> yeah. and and there's just. It, the, the the glory of killing pheasant. I mean, I've never seen anything so weird in my life. <laughs> so there's there's um, there's the um, kind of Lord of the Manor guy, his wife uh, Greta, uh, and the servant, and they're walking through a forest, and they're laughing. There's a lot of laughing. There's a lot of laughing a about lot of nothing, laughing. Um, yeah. and smiling and looking at each other, uh, yeah. and. As they're walking in their Victorian attire, they occasionally just pull a rifle up and then fire the shotgun. They don't even pause. They don't even stop. No. They're just like, no. oh, I'm walking along. Oh, I'll shoot that. And then it shows you a shot of a pheasant falling onto the floor. Possibly the same pheasant. Oh, definitely the same pheasant. They've not paid for two <laughs> pheasants on that, have they? Not a chance. No, uh, we don't need a brace. Don't need a brace, Sergio. We'll just use the one. This is our first real hint, though, of um, an interesting dynamic between the kind of Lord of the Manor figure, yes. Greta, who's the guest, yes. and the Lord of the Manor's wife. Yes, indeed. Um, there's a lot of eye movement, and it's obvious Lots of that close-ups. The, um, the woman, the lady of the manor, is kind of eyeballing up Greta sus- suspiciously, and the Lord of the Manor is eyeing her up in a very different way. Yeah, he he's yeah, um, yeah. he's he's wants to romance her. I think they get um, ahead of the the shooting party, don't they? They run, they run fast, and they giggle while they're doing it. Yes, uh, a lot of giggling. Always again. a telltale sign. Yeah, unnecessary giggling. <clears throat> so they they run ahead of the shooting party, and then they kiss against a tree. He's wearing a hat. He's wearing a trilby hat with a feather in it that is perched so high on his massive seventies hair. It's ridiculous. It, yeah. it, it falls off about three times while he's running because no. it's got no purchase, has it? It's just, <laughs> it's just wafted well, it's, there. It's, it's, it's as you've said, there's been zero uh, hair and makeup concessions to the actual period. No. And he has got, he has got Trevor Francis's hair uh, or, or Mick Shannon's hair. He, he looks yeah. like uh, or Russell Osman, any of the 70s footballers you can yeah. think of. It's very bouffant. Yeah, yeah, very bouffant. And a little, uh, and a little um, spiv moustache, isn't he? He's got a thin, yes, thin moustache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the next ladies go wild for it. Um, yeah. He's he's not an attractive man at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> now his father, uh, the, who, who was, you know, yeah. we don't know he's his father yet. The the man on the bench no. who was dressed in a nineteen seventies cut suit, yeah. and looked like an aftershave commercial guy. Yeah. Uh, his father, you know, yeah. not not a bad looking chap. Yeah, he's a handsome guy. But, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But the other guy, nah. no, nah. no, no. Um, so uh, they and Greta and the Lord of the Manor guy, they end up having a snog against a tree. But yeah, then when he they... tells her, I'm, "I'm desperate for you. I'm desperate for you. I'm desperate for it." Um, oh, for it? Is that what he says? <laughs> I don't know. It may do. He's definitely desperate for it. Yes, uh, yes. Then the rest of the party catch up with them, and then they go, oh, we were just stood uh, shooting. <laughs> um, and then they they all exchange very furtive glances, a little bit yes. like um, the standoff scene in The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. There's a lot of just yeah, focused on the eyes it. look. Yeah. 
so it's obviously there's an unusual dynamic going on there um, and as it turns out that dynamic gets explored in a lot of detail oh yes in all sorts of detail because the lord guy he's obviously she's raised his ardor quite a lot so there's a dynamic going on there and the lady of the manor she's bit pissed off with the whole thing anyway she goes into the room when um, Greta's having a bath Greta's wearing a bath bath cap shower cap kind of thing isn't she Um, she but uh, even though her hair's covered she's got a tit out um, which (laughs) happens quite a lot in this film yes I think she had a one tit contract there is quite a lot of very unnecessary nudity lots and lots throughout the film anyway she's in the bath and she's at a really unusual angle that you would never be in if you were in a bath on your own (laughs) Um, and that's obviously to cover certain things up Um, anyway um, the lord's wife goes in there and she grabs all of Greta's head and shoves it under the water because she's a bitch and she's trying to steal her man and Greta struggles but she doesn't have to struggle that much because she's not pushing her head down that much um, so there's just a bit of a splashing really anyway. and also unbeknownst to the wife uh, she's dead so you know she's oh, dead yeah. anyway so she, she could be, yeah, she, she could be under there forever yeah but Greta still struggles doesn't she she so, does I mean she didn't need to she could just go right and keep on doing that uh, but she, she struggles she flaps her arms around um, and then uh, the, the 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 wife uh, lets her back up and then goes oh sorry about that uh, um, sorry about trying to, trying to kill you just then um, the thing is uh, I know that you fancied my husband uh, but there's something else I need to tell you I really fancy you as well and then she just takes all her clothes off and Greta stands up outside the bath so they both haven't got any clothes on and then there's about 10 minutes of like close-ups of one nipple yeah one nipple (laughs) but there was intercut with intercut with um, shots of of the wife and the husband yeah uh, having sex Oh so, yes, yes, there was, in a, yeah. in a, in a way that. that made you think there's clearly no problems in their relationship. I don't understand what the what the deal is there. Oh no, was, I knew know. what the deal. The deal there was that um, they were both like turned on by Greta. They both had the hots for Greta, but they couldn't they couldn't um, uh, burn that passion off with Greta. Mm. Uh, so they just burned it off with each other. Yeah, well, so much, so much so, they were so enamoured of Greta that they decided uh, to throw her a party, didn't they? A lovely party. Yeah, that's right. A a traditional um, masquerade costume. Oh, no, that was the the second party. The first party was just a dance. Oh, fuck yeah, there was another party before then, didn't there? What was the first party? I can't remember the first party. The first party was the one where. Um, th- where the wife's decided to try her hand at bricklaying. Uh, oh, I thought it was the second... costume party. No, 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 the costume party was the second one when she, oh, when she turns up with the mask hell. on. Oh yes, so they have a they have, they have a party. Doesn't she have to? Doesn't the wife have to get her out of bed though? She gets her out of bed, doesn't she? 
the we've missed off the bit with the breakfast. Oh, sorry. Yes, fucking hell. We, we have to do the breakfast. So they we? have, they have. So there's been the shenanigans with the shooting party. There's been the shenanigans with the bath. Um, and then the next morning after the bath incident, um, they have breakfast together. So there's the the man and his wife, and then Greta, uh, and they're all sat and sat having breakfast together, and they don't really talk that much. And there's just an awful, this is an awfully long scene where. They keep looking at each other, don't they? They don't say anything. There's lots of playful smiles going on with each other. <laughs> well, there kind of is, but in the hands of better actors, it might have had some kind of tension. But essentially, I don't think they're like Ava, Eva, whatever her name is. I don't think she was... You can blame the director. Maybe she wasn't given the good direction, but all she seemed to be doing is sort of <laughs> looking from one... To the other, with a, with an expression that didn't convey any kind of sexual tension to me. It just looked like a lass in a sweet shop who could decide whether not to get rhubarb and custards or cop cops. She's like, oh, well, I quite like them. Oh, yeah, they're nice. She, it, the whole situation reminded me of um, of like as if there was a couple. Uh, in a hotel and they got up and they got a table for breakfast and then they found out that there was nowhere else for anybody else to sit and then some <laughs> random guests being placed at their table and they had absolutely nothing to say to each other and there was just a lot of kind of smiling and looking at each other it was very uncomfortable yeah i think that's yeah yeah i think that's fair the in the evening though the the woman of the manor um while eva's in bed Greta's in bed, fucking hell. While Greta's in bed, uh, she goes in there and says, oh, there's something uh, interesting that I think you should see down downstairs in the chateau <laughs> castle. And she goes, oh, all right, well, you just fucking woke me up. Well, that was a bit of a shock. And she goes, oh, no, but you're, it's, I think you'll like it. So she goes, follows her all the way down, down these stone stairs and gets to this thing in the in the bowels of the chateau, un, uh, underground. And then she says, oh, it's in that room. Why don't you go and have a look in that room? And she's like, oh, oh yeah, go on then. So she goes and stands in this very small stone room. And then she goes, ah, and then she closes the door and shuts Greta in there. Uh, and Greta's banging on the door going, let me out, let me out. Let, let me out. She didn't really veer from that, really. It's just that over and over again. And she's banging Pretty on the door. Um, and so what the uh, woman of the manor does is she decides to... Um, she's got a pile of bricks next to the next to the door that she's pre-prepared, I'm guessing. Well, this is the schoolboy error that, that Greta made, isn't it? Because she didn't look. No. For uh, you know, for uh, bricklaying equipment, you know, always no, look for bricklaying equipment uh, when did. you're down in the cellar. Some yeah. freshly mixed concrete. Exactly. She didn't see that cement mixer for a start, no, and you would have thought that the noise did. of the generator would have alerted her to that. That's really. part and parcel of it. Yeah. So this woman starts bricking Greta up in this room, and she's using the smallest fucking bricks I've ever seen in my life. They're absolutely tiny. The, well, they looked like crisp breads, didn't they? They looked like they crisp did. breads. Yes, they did. And she's doing an awful job with that cement. That, that mortar. <laughs> well, in fairness to awful. her, she's got to prepare for a party that night. 
She so, has. You know, she's probably got a mind on other things. She has. And the thing is, it, because the bricks are so small, and she's she's terrible with her cement. Uh, it's taken her ages. Doesn't it take her absolutely ages? And she <laughs> she only gets about four inches high. And all the time that she's doing this, laying these interminable fucking bricks. All you can hear is Greta banging on the dog, going, let me out, let me out. Don't wall me yeah. up in here. Oh, she knows she's just been yeah. walled up in there. I've got no. But she's going, let me out, banging on the door. And that mm. doesn't seem to bother this woman who was doing the bricklaying. She just carries on, as if she's got oh, headphones. Carries in. on. She's got a, her, 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 her earpods Absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah, she's delighted. She's listening to all that banging uh, Victorian music uh, that she had at the time. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, Actually, she's not. She's listening to the drippy soundtrack that was almost incessant. Oh yes, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> it was it was fucking weird, oh, wasn't it? Christ Almighty! Uh, so the, the anyway, she bricks her up. Now the party that they're having is uh, a costume masquerade ball. Uh, which they seem to do every year, apparently, uh, where people who visit the house, the invited guests, they all have to dress up in these different costumes and they all have to have a mask. And then they uh, they have the music and they're pissing about and dancing and all this kind of stuff. And then they all stop. And then this woman uh, has to... Uh, they all go around, in a, go around her in a circle and then she has to guess who they are she knows all these people and she has to say, oh, that's Bob Bob Smith. Uh, and then he takes off the mask and goes, oh, yes, it is. And then they all laugh and then they all clap. And it's brilliant. It's what a brilliant game that is that they do every fucking year. Uh, anyway, she gets to this woman and uh, who... And she now, just... this is the, you've jumped to... The, that's the second party. The first oh. party is the dance party where the husband says, where's Greta? And she has to say, she's left. Uh, and uh, haven't seen her. And um, no, no, hang on. There's another party where he does dance with her, isn't it? So no, you're right. It is that party. I'm very confused. I think it is that party. You're right. Is it that it one? is. You're right. There was an earlier party which was like a really shit party where there's only nine people there yeah. and they have a dance. Yeah. Uh, and that's the party they've thrown in her honour. So clearly they don't hold her honour to be too. That's right. Precious. Yes. Yes. Because there's only about nine people there. Yeah. But a big band, and the same band, they've got a regular gig because they come back for this weird masquerade ball. Of course they do. So they have this masquerade ball and she's guessing all these people. And then she's guessing this, trying to guess the identity of this uh, mystery woman. And she says, oh, is it it Johanna? And they all go, no. Uh, Is it... Edna, no. Anyway, she guesses a few times, obviously doesn't get her. And then she goes, well, I can't guess. Who is it? And this woman pulls down a mask. Fuck me. It's Greta. As if you hadn't yeah. forecast that about 20 yeah. minutes ago. Yeah. As she looks really shocked, doesn't she? And she fucking yes. legs it out of the room, does yeah. the lady of the house. Uh, and Greta disappears after her. And then they have they run all the way up to the top of the building, uh, and then the that's when the guy's going, "Oh, where is everybody?" And then immediately isn't concerned. He's like going, "Where where is everybody?" And they've gone, "Oh, they've run out." And he goes, "Oh, oh no." Anyway, more music and dancing. Let's get let's get this fucking party started. It's 
he turns into yeah. fucking Will I Am all of a sudden, um, <laughs> and everything's banging, and he couldn't give a shit anymore. Um, no, he's hopped up on his Victorian opium, uh, so they're, they get going again. And this then, was one of the This is one of the things that I hated about this film yeah. because a couple of years have gone by, haven't there? Yes, a couple of years have gone by yeah, yeah, because yeah. because of the the thing that keeps happening with the face. Anyway, go on. Um, so then they're all like, "Where's everybody? Oh, they've gone. It's a concern, and now it's not a concern." And then um, do they hear a noise and they go outside? Um, they all have to. They yes. all end up rushing outside, don't they? And then they find yes. Oh, his wife. She's thrown herself from the top of the building and she's dead on yeah. the floor. Yeah. And he doesn't seem that arsed, does he? He, he, no, he's not. He, he really isn't that arse. I mean, you know, apart from that moment when they both got ragged because, uh, you know, obviously <laughs> they were both lusting over what's her name, uh, Greta. Um, they, they, they don't. They apparently don't get on. Um, but it was it, that was all a bit confusing. There was also the moment where, um, you know, when when she gets near the the top, near the window or wherever she's gonna. Yeah. It kept. It keeps cutting back to. Uh, Greta, and every other time it cuts back to her, and maybe every third time, yeah. you see her rotten face. Yeah, she's but just yeah, she's beautiful. Quickly, and she's got a really old, dusty face, hasn't she? She has got a dusty face. Yeah, um, yeah, that was that. Yeah, that was a bit weird. Um, mm. There was lots of things like that all the way through it. Where that this is where when I was watching it, I was thinking, I don't know, I don't know what's going on. What what does it? What does this all mean? What you what you've really got to take into account when you're watching this film, and I do think you should watch this film when you're watching it. You've just <laughs> got to you just got to not be asked about any of that. Don't try and make any sense of it. There's a running thread throughout it all where there's a a detective who's investigating all this shit, and you, you do it a lot of credit by saying there's a running thread. I mean, <laughs> he does crop up though quite a lot, and he's a he's a in the, like, the final he's... scene. Well, I think he is in the final scene. Uh, in fact, he gets the final shot. He the do, final yeah, close yeah. Up. And this 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 detective comes around to try and investigate all this stuff, um, and he feels like he's on the case and he's pulling things together. But none of it actually makes any sense at all, no, does it? Not really. Um, and the quicker you get to the realization that you're never going to make Edmund Till this film, the better. And that's when you can really start enjoying the madness. Um, Anyway, then you get to the funeral. Is it's the funeral, isn't it? Next of the wife. Yes, and and, then, and the and the old dad comes back. The handsome looking dad. Yeah, who, the handsome dad. He has who didn't pass his handsome jeans on to his son. No. Um, yeah, he's there, and then he tells him a story about. Does he tell him about Greta in a in an abstract way? I think he doesn't. He say, "I uh, why did you never why did you never return here." And, uh, and and it's actually he doesn't say this uh, to his son. He says it to a bloke you've never met before, like a chubby <laughs> fellow. Right, yeah. yeah. Chubby fellow says, "Why do you never return?" Oh, that's a story for another time. And that's pretty much all you. I'll come and call on you, and I'll tell you all about it. And then you know, sir, not appearing in this film, yeah, disappears from the you know from the graveyard, and. Um, and, the, uh, and the, the, dis- the dad then um, tells his son and all the rest of the funeral party. Yes, that's right. Why don't you fuck off back to the house? I'm just going to hang around here for a bit. And they all go, yeah, oh, that, that's fine. And sounds, then so they reasonable. they all leave him in the in the churchyard. 
and he has a bit of a wander around. And then, fuck me, who does he see? Greta. Well, he sees Greta. And that uh, fl- uh, charges a flashback. It, it cues up a flashback in his head, doesn't it? Yeah, you... you yeah, you... Yeah, I can't remember the flashback. I remember him having a flashback, well, the, but I can't remember what it the, was. The flashback was... Um, it was lots of people in surgical gowns and masks. Um, oh, and, yeah. and And Greta laid on the bed. Yeah. And one assumes... Again, I got a bit confused by this. He's, uh, you know, the father is, is sees Greta, and immediately we start seeing these little images of, of him uh, on a bed. And now they're either performing an abortion yeah or delivering a stillborn child yeah i couldn't work out what no but at at the end they say to her it's dead and yeah. uh, and then her head lolls to one side yeah and then she doesn't move for a bit and and my assumption at first was oh did did she die there and then of of, of heartbreak yeah. Because, because she, you know, she couldn't have a child, or the child was taken away from her, or was she not dead and she was just staring? Because she's got a bit of a dead-eyed stare. <laughs> she has, she has. So, yeah. so I've, 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 no, I'm, I'm none the wiser as to as to quite what that scene represented. No. Um, but anyway, do carry on. Yeah. She follows Greta. But yeah, back in the cemetery, he sees it's Greta and it obviously stirs up a lot of emotions for him. And then there's a lot of um chasing each other, but not chasing each other, kind of walking after each other and then seeing each other around all these crypts and stuff, isn't there? Yep. And then he sees her and um she goes right up to him and he thinks, Oh, she's beautiful all over again. I'm falling in love with her all over again. I think mm. maybe maybe I did the first time. I don't know. I can't remember. And then um, then he another flashback, and you see her old dusty face again, and he's like, yes, "Oh you do. no!" And um, <laughs> she puts him inside a crypt and locks him in there, and then he's banging yeah. on the door, going, "Oh, let me out! Let me out!" Uh, and um, it's too late. She's she's got him in there for good. That's the end of him. That's the end of the handsome but, man, isn't it? But but he was put yeah, yeah but he's put in the the mausoleum yeah. with with his son's wife, who suddenly comes back to life. Oh yeah, she does. Do you know what? If I'm honest with you, I didn't even know if that was the same person. I wasn't even sure if she was just yet another character, because <laughs> she looked. Yeah, she they'd whitened her face. Yeah, because like, she and was they'd dead. pulled her hair back and stuff. Yeah, they hadn't put a, a white headband on. I was thinking, oh, that's... is she just some other dead woman who's in in a in a crypt mausoleum thing? No, she looked like Margot Ledbetter from The Good Life. She got like <laughs> her hair all swept back with a, with a thick Alice band on. Yeah, you know, and yeah. uh, or like like a, a mini like a loose turban, like a mini yeah. turban. And nothing says 1909. Exactly, like, yeah. Uh, a caftan and a loose yeah. turban. Anyway, so yeah, so that was the end of him. Why she came to life was one of one of my questions I had n- no answer to. I had no answer That's to. That's right, yeah. You see, by this point in the film, I'd stopped bothering about stuff like that. Yeah, you'd, you'd just gone with the visuals and the, and the fun of it. Yeah. Whereas I was still trying to unravel it going... Yeah, yeah. Uh, honestly, it's um, such a better film if you don't if you're not asked about how it makes sense. <laughs> 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 uh, 
So um, then Greta, obviously, she's still uh, out and about. So she goes to um, see the husband again. The son, yeah, that's right, yeah. Um, <laughs> she goes, to, she goes to him, and he's in his bed. Is he in bed when she when she next sees him? Yes, she yes, goes yes, to the bedroom, bed. and he's like, all of a sudden, he's like, oh, nice one, nice one that you're back. <laughs> up into up into bed, she's like, oh yeah, we'll have a piece of that, and then. He's, he goes, he goes, he goes, he goes, she's lying in bed next to him and they're like, they're kissing and stuff. And then he goes down on her body and starts pulling up her clothes and she's mm. like, oh, this is amazing. And he's like, oh, this is proper amazing. And yeah. then, um, then he does whatever he needs to do down there and then he goes back up to give her another kiss and then oh my god she's got the old dead woman's face no, no, no. um is that that's right isn't it what's that she he sees the dusty face she he sees the dusty face and he's like terrified yes, he does. and then then what happens how does he die um i don't remember how he does i went no 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 because i thought you'd frozen and i just oh, for right. a moment i couldn't hear you so i, I wasn't saying no 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 you're no. factually incorrect there. sorry i know no. i was doing my um my evil all in face uh, <laughs> <laughs> um i can't remember how he dies in all honesty um he does, he does die, die though, though. Then, doesn't he yeah um just does, does, does she, he does does she strangle him or something no it's not no no it's not I don't remember. Anyway, she she kills him in some way. Yeah, she kills him. He either dies of fright or she kills him. And then, oh, fucking hell, then what happens? Uh, so she, he's dead. She's still around. How does she... The next My next memory in the film is when they're in the room and she sees her brother, but I don't know how they get there. All right, so, so the um, we then go to... Uh, uh, the the crypt, and uh, she calls out the male servant, and uh, says, "I know you've been following me." Um, oh yeah. Whatever his name is, Gaston. It's not Gaston, but Simeon. I know you've been f- Simeon. I knew it was you, Simeon, and so did everybody in the audience. So it was no surprise. Yeah. Um, and uh, so she she uh, does away with Simeon by showing him the dusty face, and. She, she stabs him. She stabs him, that's right. So, then we go to the detective. He comes back. Um, that, sorry, just go back to that, that Simeon bit. They make that out as if that's been a really important plot point. The fact yeah. that he's known what's been going on all the time. And she was like, oh, you've assisted this all the way through and you were the only one who knew what was going on and all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. And um, she says to him, like, what do you want as your, what do you want? What You can have anything. That's and he, right, and he, yeah. he walks out there like all smug, like, fucking yes. Now then, here's my demands. But he didn't actually say any of that. And then she just fucking kills him. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And he's in like a pool, massive pool of fake blood. Yeah, that's really, right. Yeah. Really sticky fake blood. <laughs> Very bright. So that that was completely utterly bollocks, wasn't it? None of that was. Yeah, necessary. there was no real investment in him. But you know, obviously, we'd guessed that he was the other person behind the surgical mask yeah. who performed whatever operation on Greta. 
and she's you know she's back from the dead to wreak her revenge and all that it kind of thing. It just led to nothing. No, it was no, it it, it had zero <laughs> climactic effect. <laughs> he he might as well have just appeared just then. Yeah, just none for, yeah. of it. None of it led to anything at all. Yes, it was an entirely incidental. Incidentally, I killed him as well. And then we have the detective, yeah. who says, uh, "This has been very unusual." He had a touch of the Bergeracs um, about him. I thought he did have a bit of a Bergerac vibe. Yeah, I could see that. Oh, they should have got a. Uh, should have got Charlie. Charlie from Bergerac over there. <laughs> Charlie Ungerford. What, what it is, Jim? Is he? Is he what it is, Jim? It's all to do with a yachting scandal. <laughs> yeah, every week. <laughs> Is it really? Smugglers, Jim. Smugglers. Bow, bow, bow. Do, 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 do. Smugglers. Do, do, do. Yeah, anyway. Uh, so, right, so then we have the detective saying, in... in the worst deus ex machina I have ever seen. Oh, yeah. I studied Molière for French A-level, French literature A-level, and Molière was the king of, I thought, the king of deus ex machina. There was always somebody in the last second to last scene, hark, my lord, a letter that explains everything. Yeah. There you go, there's your ending. Dreadful, dreadful. This is worse, arguably, than that. And Molière was also a brilliant poet uh, and his, you know, and, and, and wit, whereas... This is just, the detective says, um, it has been a very strange case. I, I thought I had it, but I've got this, this, this necklace now, and I'm going to take it to Professor Never Seen Before. Because, because Professor Never Seen Before might be able to shed some light on this, and since there's only three minutes of running time left in this film, and no fucker knows what the hell's going on, we better pop and see him, eh? And that's what happens, isn't it? They just go to this bloke yeah. who looks like Professor Brainstorm, yeah. the, the, the children's character from the Norman Hunter books, yeah. uh, who then, you know, enlightens everybody. Yeah. It and was says... A, it, was a, it was an Incan inscription, uh, which was the missing part to some other Incan, Inca inscriptions, which meant <laughs> they could... Which was essentially the secret of life, and they could regenerate people, and they would be... They would live forever. They'd still be dead, but they, they would have some kind of life, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah, is essentially what they're saying. Yeah. There was a really odd bit before that, though, where um, Greta was in in that in a room with her brother, uh, and her brother. Think her brother died. She killed. Oh, no, a, that's that's, that's, is that's that coming after? next. Is that after? That's coming next. Yeah, that's after. So then uh, he said. There was, a, again, the, the, just to square the circle, Professor Never Seen Before says, hmm, the one man who I know could have probably done something like oh, God, a yes. student of mine. Yeah. Yeah. He, was, uh, he was known as Sporadic Hunchback. And, uh, <laughs> Reesey and, and, and he, but But he, <laughs> Reesey fans, but he disappeared three years ago. I have his old address. Yeah. So, so, um... They gives the detective the address. Yeah. Uh, next thing you know, the detective goes round and there's this dried up husk of a body. Yeah. And then we see the scene where Greta is brought back to life by her brother. Yeah. Um, and she says she wants to thank him by giving him a gift. Yeah. Or maybe she says, here is your gift or here's your thank you. Yeah. And she throws a bunch of flowers at him. 
which turn into a cat. Yes, yeah. And then they, the, the cat goes absolutely apeshit, much in the manner of um, Rod Hall when he was attacked Michael, poor Michael Parkinson. Well, it was, it was Emu. It wasn't Rod Hall, wasn't it? It was Emu that attacked Michael Parkinson. Rod Hall, was. Rod Hall was just an innocent bystander and all of that. He was, he um, was. But he had, and you he, know that because you could see his other arm holding it. Well, yeah, and he was telling so. him to stop. I mean, he wouldn't have been... Yes, he was. Yeah, it wasn't like he was encouraging him. He was telling him to stop. Do, do it, Emu. You say, yeah. um, and she was a bit like that with the cat. Uh, the cat went mental at the at Reese fans. Mm. At his face, how did the cat stay up in the air that long? Uh, it was at face <laughs> level, and it stayed there for what felt like five minutes, clawing at his yeah. face frantically. Yeah. And it pulled. Less engaged viewers would would maybe assume that it was a glove. <laughs> you know. <laughs> If I'm honest with you, I didn't even think it was a glove. I thought it was somebody just shaking a, a stuffed cat. A toy. <laughs> yeah, stuffed toy cat at his face. Uh, anyway, it managed to s- scar his face, pop his eye out, one of his, yeah. his, his left eye, um, and that killed him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 40 seconds of cat scratches. Yeah. Dead. And a popped eye and he was dead. And uh, a popped eye. Um, and then she just smiles and she walks across the room and then she she walks through these uh, flowing white uh, linen curtains that are mm. for no no apparent reason hanging in the middle of the room. She walks through them and then she <laughs> she she disappears and it was the one bit of kind of clever camera work really. Um, so the camera follows her going through these through these curtains. And it holds there for half a second and then starts pulling back. And as it pulls back, then the doctor walks in. But obviously, it's a different time. Yes, it was a nice match cut. Yeah, It yeah, was yeah, good, yeah. wasn't it? Um, but because of the the enormous white linen curtains, and they were, they were billowing slightly in the wind, and the fact that uh, Eva Greta is um, like a, a Victorian blonde... It looked like a Bonnie Tyler video when <laughs> when she walked through and he walked back through. And I was thinking all the time as he walked back through, I, all I could hear was the strains of turn around every now and every then. Now and and then. I, I, that's all that was going through my head all the time that that scene was going on. T- turn around. And I was thinking there's going to be some kids with blue eyes at some point that are going to come into this. Yeah, of course. Um yeah, and that's when he's like, oh, I get it. I found the husk the husk body of the Reese fans on the floor. Mm. It's all starting to make sense now, even though it doesn't make any sense at all. No. But then, but then with, as the final twisteroo, he, he then, he, he sort of, you hear his voiceover in his head going, of all the cases, I was most confusing. I, <laughs> I, I, I never really got to the bottom of it. And it's very, very puzzling. I, and, and, and I wished I had. And then he's in his own house. Yeah. And who should be sitting in a rocking chair? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but an aged-up Greta, who yeah. apparently is living with him and he hasn't recognised her or realised or doesn't care or the director doesn't care, and nobody cares. <laughs> so, I cared. So um, it's never made clear when he's when he's sat in his house and she turns around and it's obviously Greta. Um, it's never made clear, and she is aged, but she's not the dust 
dusty, dead woman face. She's Greta, but just a bit older. In fact, she's just, I think she's just got grey hair. Uh, It's Like you say, it's never made clear. So, is that what he's seeing? And is she really the dead, dusty woman? Or (laughs) or has, has he managed to find some way of actually making her alive? And now she's just got older and now they're a couple. That, well, that's, a, you know, it's a puzzle because I, I did think, well, maybe since all of the people that she hated have been uh, dealt with. Yeah. Maybe she can now live out the rest of her immortality with a clear conscience by marrying Bergerac. I, I, I can't. Yeah. I can't get. So there's loads of things that. You know, you're absolutely right. If you watch it, you can't think about it. You're just not allowed to think about it. Where did the body of the woman whose face got turned into spaghetti hoops or, or lentils with a small calendar go? Where did she go? Uh, why, you know, why did the wife come back to life? Yeah. What, what happened to the husband? Reading so up, many questions. Reading about the genre of these films, and we've seen like a couple of them now. Uh, it's apparently a very common thing for him to not make sense and for it to just be written off with a bit of a shrug of the shoulders and just go, well, it's just spooky, isn't it? That's, and, and, they get, and they get away with that. And apparently that is like a really common trope in these films that you just have to go, ah, that's a bit supernatural. Anyway, so it is a bit frustrating. In the end, it was a mystery. <laughs> also, I did, it freeze-framed on the doctor's face, it, 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 the detective's face. Yes. Uh, a kind of a close-up. But yeah. in that weird sort of, like, just, this is an episode of Bergerac. It was a... Um, yeah, credits. It, there, was, there was lots of bits where it, it did it, it did camera work where it was as if it was going... Ah, this bit's supposed to mean something. Yes. And you were supposed to go, oh, yeah. But there was there was never any of that. No. It was no. A, just a constant puzzle. No, it wasn't. All the way through, I mean, right to the end. I have to say, for for all the things that I've said about it, there was there was a charm to it. Uh, I mean, it was mm. it was terrible. I thought it was terrible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, plot-wise, the, 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 um, characterization was non-existent the performance levels yeah. were were not great but saying that there was something about it that i found ridiculous so maybe that giallo thing is you know it's in there somewhere my, my appreciation for it but I, yeah. I, I yeah i just i enjoyed it probably not the way that you're supposed to with thrills and oh and ah and a bit of titillation i just thought this is fucking nuts it, it, it's i like i liked the really odd way that they handled the dynamic between the husband, wife and Greta. It was so weirdly handled <laughs> all the way through. Yeah, yeah. And I did quite enjoy I enjoy that, like the bit where she was trying to drown her and then all of a sudden, no, it's because I love you and all right, let's get it on. Yeah, absolutely. And then the weird breakfast scene and the yeah. fucking weird running through the forest. Oh, God. Right, let's have a kiss at the tree. Yeah. Um, he he really got the rough end of the stick, didn't he? Because all he got to do was kiss her against a tree. And um, she got a bit of bath time staring at the nipple. No, they did. They did have. They did go to bed together. 
Oh, they did. They did go to yeah, bed they together. Did. But um, yeah, they did because that's why she because she looked she ended up wanting to brick yeah, her up. She sees she? she sees him. She they've got they go into a like a an annex an building. Build. Yes, yeah. they do yeah. with the muckiest yeah. windows. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. And she you know cleans the window yeah. off and peeps in at them and you know sees yeah. them there. And that's it was very was very strange film, but I did I did enjoy it. Well, that's good. I've div- uh, what I found from doing this is that um, I'm starting to like sh- what are basically shit films. <laughs> um, I started off with Octoman, hating it, mm. and as I've gone on, I've thought, no, no, actually, no, I can quite see some good things in these now. Yeah, yeah. I think, I, 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 you know, crazy as it might be, and we haven't talked about Doll Squad yet, no. but crazy as it might be, I still think Octoman's my favourite. <laughs> Do you know what? Yeah, today, when I was thinking about uh, this film and the other films that we've watched, I was thinking, do you know what? I might give Octoman another go. I yeah. might watch that again. Yeah. It's, again, it is terrible, but there's something yeah. about it that's, that's thoroughly enjoyable in a more there innocent is, yeah. age. And the worst one is yeah. uh, House uh, Little uh, Last House on the Left. <laughs> Little that, House yeah, on I'll the Prairie. <laughs> Little House on the, little house little house on the, house left. On the left on the prairie. Jesus Christ, imagine that combination. <laughs> oh. Good night, Jim Bob. <laughs> <laughs> good, night, Jim, good night, Papa. Why don't you kill yourself? Why don't you kill yourself? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, awful. When Master Maze meets Blondie Butter, wham, it's Butterkist. Butterkist, on sale now. The Taste of India. Taste of India. The Regency Tandoori Restaurant. Private functions catered for. Takeaway service available. New, wonderful Neapolitan dairy ice cream with three wonderful flavors vanilla, strawberry, pistachio. Neapolitan dairy ice cream on sale now. So that was the incomprehensible <laughs> smiles <laughs> on a murderer. <laughs> Not, not what I was expecting at all. Not the no. Klaus Kinski vehicle I was expecting. You no, know, not anything not, I was expecting either. And do you know, I think uh, during the course of this, I've been calling it Death Smiles at a murderer, which is something quite different. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> creating a bloke with a scythe just, hiya, hiya. Hey, I'm cheeky. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> do you know, I'm sorry, just dig this before we start the next thing. Um... <laughs> Uh, the worst piece of graffiti I've ever seen uh, yeah. was in Thorn, where I live, uh, on the back of a, uh, a shelter that's now been pulled down, uh, on Thorn North train station, um, on the side which goes to Hull. And um, mm. somebody, some 
you know, fuck with ne'er do well had written on the had drawn in in marker pen on the back of the um, the shelter a swastika but backwards, <laughs> yeah. and had written "Hi Hitler" as in "Hi HR Hi Hitler," <laughs> and I'm assuming that that person obviously thought that all of those Nazis were putting their hands in the air to give him a little wave. Hi Hitler, yeah. yeah. That all of those, you know, that the uh, those massive rallies, those shows of military might that you talked about in the other part in, in the in the main yeah. part, um, was actually just a load of people going, "See hi, see hi, God. see hi." Yeah. Hi now, Hitler. wouldn't the course of history be a lot different now if that it, was the case? Yeah. Essentially, there would just be a giant German coffee morning, wouldn't it? Hi, Hitler. Hi. Yeah. Hi. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to sit down and talk about a few things. <laughs> Herman, Hermie G, Hermie G, have you got any ideas? No. Oh, oh, I, 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 uh... I, uh... Yes, yeah. Hermie G. <laughs> <laughs> what's that? What's that? You've got on your notebook there, Himmler. Uh, oh, it's a smiley face. Oh, oh, Bernie, yeah. Bernie H. He's a character, yeah. isn't he, Bernie H? Oh, oh, Where did oh, you oh. get them stickers from? Rudolf Hess in the house. It's the Rudmeister. Oh, bring him, big guy. <laughs> <laughs> now the party started. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Where's that look alpine that horn? Face. Get look that alpine little... horn out. Let's have a dance. Look at them little, look at them little cheeks. <laughs> oh, I just want to squeeze them to death. Yeah. Oh, bless <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Anyway, has everybody got a coffee? Are we all, are we all all right for coffee before yeah, we yeah, start? There's some lovely Schnecken. Try a Schnecken. They're, they're delicious. Oh. Um, oh, yeah, Borman baked them. Yeah. Ba- Borman yeah. baked them last night. He's, he built all these ovens. <laughs> no, God, I don't know. I don't know how he does it. Honestly, they're to die for. They really are. Oh God! God. Oh my God! This is so dark. <laughs> anyway, oh. so but that would, but that would have been that would have been a lovely just biscuit production. Just just Germany wide biscuit production would have been yeah. so much nicer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I have uh. in my hand a piece of paper. <laughs> it says Bourbon Biscuits for everybody. Hooray! He <laughs> seems like a trustworthy gentleman. Yes. And the other one, I'm speaking to you from the cabinet room of the War Office in 10 Downing Street. This morning, <laughs> uh, we received a communique from Berlin uh, asking to deliver 16 metric tons of Garibaldi's and some custard creams. <laughs> And that if we surely, surely he's getting the Garibaldi's from Mussolini. Surely, a state of biscuit war would exist between us. Yeah, exactly. I have to tell you now that no such undertaking has been received. <laughs> the axis of biscuits. The oh. axis of biscuit powers. Yeah, Nabisco. Yeah. yeah, Berlin is divided like Twixes. <laughs> oh, at the end of the war. The reparations, yeah. yeah. They've got the American yeah. zone. That's just all. Um, uh, oh God, what are those fucking famous biscuits? Oreos, Oreos, yeah. So that's the Americans. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then ours would be fucking rich tea. Um, yeah. Who else had a zone? Yeah. The for, for Russian, Nothing. the Russian zone. I don't know something gritty and, and firm yeah. textured. Like those imagine. biscuits that they used to take on ships. What were they called? Saltines. No, no. Um... <laughs> like those, weren't they? Where they used to get, like, bugs on them and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yes. Um, 
Oh, the name just almost came to me. Anyway, kind of oatcake type things. Yeah. yeah. And the wall would be made out of wafers. Pink wafers. <laughs> oh. I never liked pink wafers. Fucking pink wafers. Who's going to pick them as the choice? Yeah, I was going to say. You open the tin of family circle and you know they're going to get left. Because they'll go soft within yeah. 14 seconds. They're There's horrible. just no point to them. No, no point no. at all. No, I can remember seeing an advert for it, cavity wall insulation and loft lagging in the seventies, yeah. which was all about you know saving energy. I think it must have been maybe mid seventies after Heath, possibly during Wilson's second term before he handed over James Callahan. I don't know. It's a lot of drive towards insulate your house, blah blah blah. And I remember yeah, seeing yeah. the the video of them laying down. The loft lagging, and when it was all laid, I thought, oh, it's like pink wafers. And I've always thought yeah. those pink wafers are like loft lagging. They're not, yeah. obviously, but uh, it's well, that no, weird they're not, association. They're not, they're not as useful, are they? There's, yeah, there's less use. Yeah. Um, but it's that weird association in my head. Like Filey, yeah. the, the, the seaside town of Filey, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. whatever reason, makes me think of a really mucky dishcloth. Um <laughs> Which I can't extract. One of those string ones. And specifically, at me nana's old house. On the side, in the kitchen. Oh, I don't, I don't um, like them. I don't like them string ones. String dishcloths. No, they're horrible. They're horrible. They're not They're not cleaning anything, are they? No, no. They're a harbinger of bacteria. They really things. are. Absolutely. It's a wonder we were still alive. Washing pots in the 70s. They feel awful as well, don't they, in your hand? They're not oh. nice. Yeah, they're not nice. Yeah. No. Um, and uh, the other thing is Denneby. Denneby, which is a small uh, mining town west of Doncaster, yeah. uh, just past Mexborough, has always made me think of a green VW Beetle on a hill, parked on a hill. Now, I oh. can only assume that I passed one in Denneby once as a child, or yeah. I saw one when somebody mentioned Denneby. But honestly... Yeah. That yeah, Filey is a mucky dishcloth, string dishcloth, ah. and Denneby is yeah, very weird. You've got that thing like what is what do they call that thing where you where people can um, idiocy they they see um, they see numbers and stuff like that. Is it colours and it's all mixed up? That sounds. Is it a spectrum disorder? Where they um, somebody can say a number to them and in mentally they assign a colour to it automatically. Oh no, I, I no, no, I ain't got that. That sounds like that sounds really good. Well, you've got it on a really small scale. Oh yeah, it's yeah, just, just it's one, it's one place it's, and one It's object. two places. It's two places. <laughs> yeah, two yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just Denneby yeah. and Filey. Yeah. Denneby's a bit more complicated though, isn't it? The whole hill and the and the Volkswagen. Well, yeah, but the mucky dishcloth is Minana's mucky dishcloth, and it is like on the dish at, on at Minana's sink at her old house, uh, which you know. <laughs> so now you've said it a few times, it sounds like a horrendous euphemism. Minana's mucky dishcloth. <laughs> God Almighty, please don't do that. Oh <laughs> uh, no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Horrendous um, euphemisms aside, because our next film doesn't have horrendous oh God, yes. euphemisms. Oh, no. There's no, it's it hasn't got innuendo. It's straight in your face when pretty much it's, so. yeah, it yeah, says yeah. it. It means it. Single entendre. Yeah, you've um, heard smashing, it. it smashing it out of the park. We've got a bit of girl power for uh, film two. It's Doll Squad. 
Here comes the Doll Squad, America's newest and deadliest secret weapon. A rocket is sabotaged. Oh this sets the scene for one of the greatest manhunts in the history of the United States. What's the name of the island? The enemy is tough, but the Doll Squad is tougher. Their destructive tactics range from the blasting of a 45, karate, kung fu, judo. The Doll Squad wrote the book. They work and kill for Uncle Sam. For pulse-pounding excitement, for thrills that mount and overwhelm you, for 101 breathtaking minutes that explode on the motion picture screen in a staggering, overpowering spectacle, don't miss The Doll Squad. Total entertainment for all ages. Be sure to see the Ted V. Michaels film production of The Doll Squad. Yes, the, you picked me, Doll Squad. Yes. Um, yeah. And Doll Squad directed by, was it Ted V. Michaels or just Ted it Michaels? Was, well, he didn't just direct it. This was very much his baby. Yes, um, it was. He, co- he, he co-wrote the screenplay. He came up with the did. story. Yes. Uh, and he may have even produced it or co He did produce it. it. And yeah. not only that, uh, he edited it as well. Blimey. It was his thing. Well, which yeah. explains a lot, because I read, um, uh, prior to watching it, I thought I'd do thought I'd do what you did. You inspired me, because you do quite a bit of background research into the films <laughs> you watch. Um, and then, you know, like, you watch that video of that guy from Last House on the Left, oh, uh, yeah. you know, singing his awful songs and, and talking yeah. bollocks about... Yeah. about what he'd like to do to a cast member. Um, and I thought, well, I'll, I'll have a look. And the thing that, that st- stuck most in my uh, mind about the Doll Squad was, uh, Doll Squad, obviously 1973 we are, four years later, possibly five, yeah. um, Aaron Spelling, who I think was then a producer for uh, one of the American networks, I can't remember, yeah. um, created Charlie's Angels. Um, and when we get into the whole plot of Doll Squad, you'll see why Ted Mickles tried to sue Aaron Spelling. Yeah. Um, I don't think it was a particularly successful lawsuit, or maybe they settled out of court and it was just dropped. But yeah. you know, it, it's it's uh, it, it's definitely uh, got that as an influence. Charlie's Angels must have a, a oh, owes a, owes a yeah. debt, I think, to Doll Squad. I would say. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. It leans very heavily on the premise of Doll Squad, doesn't it? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Can you remember the Charlie's Angels? Um, I remember one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Is that enough? Which one? Uh, Farrah Fawcett. Farrah Fawcett. Very um, good. And there was somebody with dark hair, the brunette, whose face I can see, but I can't remember her name. Well, there was the short, dark, straight, dark head, like in a bob. That was Kate Jackson. Yeah, not Kate uh, Jackson. When Farrah Fawcett left, she was replaced by Cheryl Ladd. Yeah. Uh, and then the other one, the really glamorous one with the long, dark, curly hair. Yeah, that's the one I remember. Um, face I remember. I can't remember who, who she is. Uh, I'm going to have to look it up. I can't remember either. I want to say Jacqueline something. But I might oh, be, yeah. I might be mixing yeah. that up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to it, pop it in. She wrote um, Oranges Are Not the Only Fruit, didn't she? <laughs> Jacqueline Winterson. <laughs> Was that not her? Uh, I, I, mm. 
know. Imagine, imagine. Yeah. Imagine that. Charlie's age is 76, 76 to 81. Here we go. So, uh, Jacqueline Smith. There you go. Mm. Jacqueline Smith. Kate. Kate Jackson as Sabrina Duncan. God, Sabrina. She was even called Sabrina. Fucking hell. Wow. Farrah Fawcett as Jill Monroe. Jacqueline Smith as Kelly Garrett. And then later, Cheryl Ladd as Chris Monroe, uh, who was obviously Farrah Fawcett's sister, I'm guessing, uh, who came in to replace her. I I never really liked um, Charlie's Angels. No, I thought it was rubbish. Uh, I I, I thought it was rubbish. Um, And, you know, it wasn't, again, uh, any kind of... Uh, nascent male chauvinism it was just I didn't like it because I found it really tame I quite liked the banter and I loved the credits once upon a yeah, time yeah, three little girls yeah. went to the police academy yeah uh, and you know obviously they were really good and, yeah, and I, yeah. I, I remember the bit in the credits where the the men are all laughing because they've, they've shot and they've only hit the target once and then they go yeah. and dig it out and there's six bullets in the exact yeah. same hole yeah. Um, and I look, yeah, I love that. But then, then the episode started, and yeah, I it's found it rubbish. Um, all I remember from it is thinking, as a kid, the stories, these stories are really weak. Yeah, they're not <laughs> they've not made him exciting. Yeah, yeah, and that's difficult. all you wanted from it. Yeah. Like as a kid, you don't give a shit about who the who's portraying the people. No, that's you true. Know, you're not bothered what kind of person they are, what gender they are. Yeah, yeah. That. You just want it to be exciting, don't you? And they just weren't exciting. They yeah, absolutely. They just fucking cursed on the fact that <laughs> they were like, there was a bit of witty banter and, and they were like all like very attractive women in it. Yeah, absolutely. Now, so if anybody remembers Charlie's Angels, any of our listeners remember Charlie's Angels, you're gonna. this is going to be very, very uh, much easier to get your head around. Because Doll Squad as the name suggests, is a yeah. squad of of women who, you know, in in less enlightened times, uh, were referred to as dolls. Um, so we start pre-credits with the launch of the, was it the X-12 rocket or the X-7? Yeah, it was uh, Space Flight 12. Space Flight 12. Yeah. Space Flight 12 is launched. And yeah. in a fairly, um, what do you say, nondescript office, that looks like it could possibly yeah. be an office on a back lot of an unknown studio that's yes. normally a producer's office that they've put the two yeah. actors in and just gone, yeah. hey, we'll use this. Yeah. Um, a senator and uh, another man who, as we soon come to learn, is the Bosley equivalent uh, of, um, of this particular film are watching the broadcast. They're watching the uh, the launch of the rocket. Yeah. Stock then, footage, ahoy. St- Stock footage, ahoy, indeed. <laughs> then, when it started um, off, the... and it, sta- it, it, it starts off with um, stock footage of uh, what, I'm assuming what I'm assuming was one of the Saturn rockets sat oh, on the Apollo launch mission. pad. Yeah, yeah, possibly. Yeah, yeah. And then um, there's a lot of um, stock footage of uh, American aircraft, isn't there, flying over? Because yes, there's like indeed. some old like phantoms and stuff like that yeah. flying over, and there was so, like there is a good like three or four minutes of stock footage, and I thought, oh, there's like there's there's like guys uh, at the bottom of the rocket who were dressed in like short 
the sleeve shirts, like proper nerdy scientist yeah. kind of yeah, guys yeah, yeah, in yeah, slacks yeah. and stuff, yeah. climbing on top of vehicles that are something to do with the rocket. Yeah. And and there's like a bit of a voiceover, and I thought, oh fuck me, this is another Octoman. I'm just gonna be like, <laughs> it's gonna be like about an hour of stock footage and about half an hour of actual film. <laughs> <laughs> but luckily, well, yeah, when it goes to the two guys in the office, they're yeah. they're looking at. They're looking at them. They've got a TV, haven't they? Where it's one of those yeah. round, rounded screen TVs. Yes, indeed. Yeah. That's supposed yeah, to be a monitor for the launch. Yeah. Basically. And and it's really badly like overlaid, isn't it? The image that they're, they're, they're yeah. watching of the rocket. Yeah. But the thing that made me laugh on that in that bit was. Um, I mean, a how fucking casual they both were. <laughs> they were both heavily involved in this launch, and they just yeah. like tipped up at the last minute. <laughs> like they, they were just like there, and then they start doing the fucking countdown. Yeah, and he like yeah. as well, like oh morning, Victor. And he's like oh morning, so and so. How is it going? Yeah. I was like oh yeah, it's fine so far. Yeah, how's the launch? <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. It's good. It's all, yeah. it's all good. It's all good, mate. Take a seat. And no, yeah. no. Do you know what I would like to do? I'd like to perch precariously with my foot on the table. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and they're having a chat, uh, but the chat's not picked up on the sound. But in the background, next to the television, on a shelf, and this is my absolute... I mean, it's not my favourite bit in the film. I've got lots of favourite bits in this film. But one of my favourite parts of that is in the background, on a shelf, there's some books. And on top of the books, there's a pipe rack. And he's got, <laughs> he's got three three wooden smoking pipes. Yes, he has. Yes, he has. Balanced on there. As if, like... Well, I mean, everybody's got a smoking a pipe rack, haven't they? Well, everybody... Yeah. Absolutely, yes. It's either that, or mm. it's like a real symbol of when you reach my level, mate, you've got a pipe yeah. rack. Absolutely. Machismo. I'm not fucking about here. I'm a man's man. Check yeah. me out. I could yeah. use a small mahogany pipe, or I could go yeah. for my big fat calabash. Yeah. I'm not one of these fucking one-pipe losers. Yeah. I've got yeah. three. I've got yeah. three, and I've got another one in my pocket. Yeah, my emergency <laughs> pipe. I've got one strapped to me uh, ankle, uh, ankle yeah. holster to my pipe. So yeah. yeah. Anyway, sorry. Um, so uh, oh, no, no, I liked it, and 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 all, and I suspect it's that kind of off the ball thinking that led to what follows, because whilst discussions on pipe racks and and flirtations with secretaries are going on, suddenly the broadcast is broken uh, yeah. with a, a voice. Uh, who says yeah. something like, I warned you, send me the whatever it is, or there You will... should have listened to you me. You should have listened Senator. to me. That's right, you should have listened to me. And then, and then we see the rocket, but it doesn't yeah. blow up straight away. Now we get another yeah. seven seconds of stock footage as the rocket <laughs> flies through yeah. the air. Yeah. And um, so, just enough time for all that suspense to dissipate. And yeah. then, obviously, because they haven't got enough money to make a rocket and blow it up, not even a model, no. they just put, no. they superimpose an explosion over the top of the rocket, which yeah. you can still see intact under the explosion. Then they yes. take it off yeah. the screen. Yeah. Um, naturally, this is horrendous. Uh, it's so horrendous oh, that nobody screams, yeah. nobody cries. And nobody really reacts in any way that I would think is commensurate with a national disaster. No, no. I mean, the guy who's who's um, who seems to be heading it up and funding 
in charge of the funding of the whole thing, this senator guy. Yeah. Uh, like, he sees this whole thing go up in flames. Yeah. And he just, he rests his head on his hand and just goes, oh, that was awful. Yeah. Those, those, <laughs> those poor men. And then they're off. It's like, yeah. we'll move on. Moving on. Yeah. So now, so now we get uh, the introduction of our, our heroine, um, Sabrina, who is the head of the doll squad. Uh, first, they go. Sorry, I beg your pardon. The um, the men. How they? How they? Uh, yes, yes, that's exactly. I forgot that. So the 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 chaps, you know, yeah. Johnny Pipebrack and the senator go. Yeah. That, that was Johnny Pipebrack and the senator there. Sorry, I'm doing another John Peel impersonation. The, the the senator is Senator Stockwell, and uh, the other guy is Victor Connolly. It, it never gives him a job title. It's just important man no he's a professional Victor Connolly anyway so they go into a room <laughs> with a big computer which they refer to as Bertha Big Bertha in fact Big Bertha uh, and it's, it's, an, it's, an of... I, it's an IBM um, computer as well so, yeah so absolutely top of the range at the time it's one of those yeah. again if you've if you've ever seen any films in the 70s there's always a white and beige room with a load of tape recorders in, yeah. going forwards and backwards, and lights, and this sound. Yeah. And that was Big Bertha, or Bertha. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> it turns out that Bertha, um, which was a TV series, wasn't it? A kids' series. Bertha, yeah. lovely Bertha. It's not yeah. that Bertha. No. Let's 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 not let's make no bones about it. This is Bertha, the computer that's going to decide which of the operatives is yeah. going on the mission to find out who blew up the rocket and why and what the hell's yeah. going on. Yeah. Bertha throws out the name of Sabrina and the he, doll he, squad. Um, he, oh, he he types into um he types into a keyboard that doesn't have a monitor because they didn't have monitors then. He types into a keyboard uh, that's got reams of paper that that's spew right. out of the back of it. Um, yeah. he, the the nature of the case that they're investigating, <laughs> and then and then he goes over to this other bit of it, and then he, he's he's made um, an audio recording of the guy saying as the rocket goes up, saying you should have listened to me. Yeah, um, just so that he, pl- he, pl- he just plays it into the air, and then yeah. Bertha listens to it. And then he gets a load of all this technology, and then he gets a load of cards. He says he's got a thousand cards, and yeah. on each card, it's got every single um, active operative. Yes. And he puts it into what looks like a money counting machine. I'm fucking sure it's a money counting machine. <laughs> um, he puts these cards in, and it basically just goes, <laughs> goes through all these cards, doesn't it? Yeah, and then that's when they go back over to the printer paper, and then yes, excitedly they they're looking to see what operative. That's comes right, out. and sure enough, it's Sabrina. Now I think Sabrina is currently or due a vacation, but they have to bring her back in. She comes in yeah. and is briefed by Senator Dudar and and, and the professional Victor Connolly, yeah. and um, they you know they say. Um, that uh, they reveal, in fact, that a few days before, a pigeon, (laughs) which they still have... Oh, no, they said a courier came. A courier came, uh, waiting for some microfilm. And she says, do you know where the courier is? 
And yeah. um, and then I think he, does he press a button on the intercom and does he, he shout he, through the door? He, he ring no, he rings through. He, he rings, rings her up through yeah. to, to uh, Nancy, the secretary. Yeah, to can bring you the bring through in. the courier? And it's a pigeon that she's had by her desk. Not seen that pre- previously, but sure no, enough, no. in she comes with a pigeon. And yeah, so they had a, a, a pigeon with a little note attached to its leg, saying, uh, yeah. "Deliver the is it the microfilm they want?" Yeah. Yeah. yeah, deliver the microfilm. So, anyway. Um, <laughs> Fucking pigeon. Sabrina it's such is, an odd concoction of yeah, technologies, isn't it, ab- this film? Yeah, absolutely. Sabrina is, a uh, uh, curiosity is piqued. And she says, play that, play that again. Play that again. I think I recognise the voice. You should have listened to me. Play it yeah. again. You should have listened to me. Hmm, Okay. Well, I'm gonna get these two girls, and we're gonna we're gonna meet tonight, and we're gonna start some fucking shenanigans. Um, anyway, and off she goes to collect. Um, but but before oh. that, oh go sorry, on. before that, no, when please. she goes in, she goes into the office, we should describe what Sabrina looks like. So Sabrina has got the most elaborate hair I have. Oh, I think it is the most elaborate hair I've ever seen in my life. Um, it's outside covered. of parody. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's so quaffered. It's um, it's very big. There's lots of curves to it. A lot of yes, curves. Indeed. Yes, indeed. Um, it's auburn. Um, she's wearing a little blazer jacket uh, with a very, very low cut top on. Yes, um, and um, she's got a, for some reason that's never explained. She's got a, a big, um, a big ship's wheel necklace that she's wearing um, and when um, when Victor Connolly's talking to her he she sits on a chair and he sits on the table looking down at her yeah and he you can almost see on his face the amount of concentration that he's taking for him to not look at the ship's wheel that's resting between her cleavage yeah <laughs> I mean fair play to him yeah. he does manage it but my god that was that must have been a test of strength for him yeah I just, I also need to go back to the first bit that really made me laugh, which I mentioned to you uh, a couple of days ago. Um, when they're in having a discussion with Sabrina and briefing her on the case, um, he said, he says, yes, and, uh, and they said, by Tuesday, um, you yeah. need to give us the microfilm or there will be a national disaster. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and she says, but Tuesday was the day of the launch. Do you think that the national disaster was the launch? Honestly, how many national disasters did they get on that fucking day? It must have been a bad day for national disasters. That she had to choose one. She had to guess. She had to fucking guess which national fairness, disaster it was. In fairness, though, the way that they reacted to the national disaster that we all saw, maybe it is just an everyday occurrence, because they didn't seem that arsed about it, yeah, did they? Yeah, you're right. Well, that was awful. Yeah, you're right. Oh, how awful, how dreadful. Possibly was, wrong. That was that was terrible. Anyway, let's go off into the next room and talk to Bertha. Yeah. Anyway, so off she goes. She goes to a uh, a, a dojo where the first of her agents is training some blokes and doing a workout, yeah. a kung fu workout. Yeah. She um, she's been told she's got to meet up at this, is it the usual place? They're going to meet up at a restaurant anyway. They're going to yeah, meet up yeah. this place. Anyway, yeah. cut to outside. And a bloke in a long waistcoat and a guy in a leather jacket with a big quiff uh, leaning against a car, clearly menacingly. Um, And then we go to the next person, uh, who is uh, a 
dark-haired woman. I can't remember exactly what her skill set is. Before um, we go to before we go to her, though, um, it shows you one of the members of the Doll Squad when she's in the dojo, and um, it shows you a load of it shows you a load of guys doing like kung fu or karate yes, or something. Indeed. So a very seventies martial art. That's um, right. Yeah, and they've got they've got the kind of white judo outfits on. And they're doing the punching, but they've got they've got properly big sideburns, aren't they? Yeah. A really, really seventies hair. Yeah. It's amazing to see them, and they're doing all this really like aggressive punching at each other. Yes. And they then are. the um, potential member of the doll squad, she's training and she's doing a lot of aggressive punching. But then her, her team, they're all women, aren't they? Who she's yes, teaching. Indeed. And she's yeah. doing all their punches seem to be aimed at the ground for some reason. I've no idea why that is. Well, um, it's um, yeah, it's child fighting. They're, they're practicing beating children. <laughs> well, I thought it's either child fighting or we've missed lesson one, where lesson one is always attain upper ground, always ah, the, the higher, higher ground. ground yes, first. of course, yeah. of course. You always want to be that. punching down. Yeah. Unlike comedians, you always want to be punching down. Um, so her, the people who she, her class that she's teaching, they're all women, and in sharp contrast to the men who are all wearing their white judo outfits, all the women are wearing black leotards and black tights, yes, as if they're yes, going they to a dance class, yeah. even though they're all doing the same martial art. Oh, yeah. no, the ladies have to look as yeah. if they're going to dance class. Absolutely, yeah. No loose-fitting clothing for them. No, no, no. Skin-tight. <laughs> Skin-tight stuff. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so Both she finishes her class, uh, talks to Sabrina, and then says, yes, I'll meet you later on. And Sabrina goes to the next person. What's the, is she, what's the other person doing? I can't remember. The second woman. Um, so the second one is uh, the nurse... Is it the nurse? It's either the nurse or the librarian. Oh, I think about the librarian. Yeah. That rings a bell. Um, See, the early part, I should say, and I told I told you this earlier, I, I was cooking. I had this on on my dad's Kindle Fire, which he, he can't use, so I have it round here. He's just, he's useless with it. Uh, and I was watching it while I was cooking tea for everybody. And so I, there, there are sections of it that I can't... I, you know, I didn't see. So it's not yeah. I can't remember. I didn't see him. So, so I know um, she goes to see the, yes. a second woman. Sabrina goes to see um, another member of the doll squad who is a librarian who inexplicably, she's got a, a huge kind of, she looks like a kind of Victorian doll. She's wearing uh, like a really high buttoned um, frilly oh, blouse. Right. And yes, she's got she fucking massive hair that's equally yeah. coiffured. And Sabrina gives her a secret. She gives her a secret message to say the doll squad are meeting at this restaurant or whatever. Yeah. She gets this book and she opens it up and then shoves it in her fucking face with a <laughs> massive right. post-it note that says like <laughs> doll squad meeting at the restaurant. And she goes, yeah. "Oh, yes. Well, yeah. perhaps you'll be wanting to take this book, which is obviously a sign for her saying, yeah, 'Yeah, I'll be there at whatever time.' Yeah. And then yeah. Sabrina fucks off to go see the nurse." Yeah, imagine that. Imagine being a librarian with a load of responses in lots of different books. You know, there must have been a book with a note saying, <laughs> yeah. sorry, I've got a bit of a cold. Can we do it next week? <laughs> oh, just hold on. I'll just tell you what, which book you need. Here you go. It's this one. You have a slight limp. Not that one. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Not that one. I've got another book here. No, no, no. Here we go. Here we go. 
<laughs> fucking hell. So you've got all those books with different notes. Yeah, well, so, I, don't, I don't understand what you're fucking talking about. What are you saying? You've, you've got great expectations from a cold. I don't, I don't, what, are you, what are you saying? No, 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 no. Sorry, I'm, I'm really sorry. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Yeah. Uh, let me just flick through this massive paper Rolodex that I've got. So anyway, so um, I, I mean, to be perfectly honest, she wouldn't have had time to find uh, the um, uh, another response in any of the books no. um, or, or work out the Dewey Decimal System because two different blokes, I think it's two different blokes because they can't be in two places at once, uh, I think Attacker in the Library and, and Killer. No. No? No. The Library One Survives. Oh, it's right. the so nurse it's who dies. Um, so they, well, they're both they, the first two people she comes to see. Um, so die. she goes. To, she goes to see the woman in the dojo. So when right, she yeah. leaves her, the woman yeah. in the dojo finishes her shift with the ballet dancers, and yeah. she leaves. She leaves the dojo and she walks past two of these evil cronies who were stood on yeah. the street, and she walks past them and she's wearing in her casual gear. She's wearing. A, like a, a tight um, like uh, blouse um, some knee high leather high heeled boots uh, and some cut off hot pants yeah she's got hot pants on yeah and even though we've just seen her beating the shit out of people um, yeah. she sees these two guys and then she thinks oh these are up to no good and she starts running in the most girly oh slow God. way oh away from them this, this she bit runs down me... an alley doesn't she yeah, she's this... pulling she's pulling cardboard boxes as if that's going <laughs> to stop them <laughs> this bit for me was again that the perfect example of uh, fun cheesy nonsense because you know it, it's it's I can imagine the director going, okay, okay, this is the moment where you got to run for your life. Okay, when I yeah. shout action, run for your life. Okay? Yeah. Action. Oh, no, cut, cut, cut. When I say run, we, we got to keep you in, in, in shot. Okay? So let's call it a light jog. Light jog for your life. And you guys, you guys, don't catch her straight away. Let her lightly jog away and lightly jog after her. The music will provide the tension. We're going to be <laughs> yeah. okay. And essentially, that's what it is. The music's going... Dun, dun, yeah. dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Lots of wah-wah. Yeah. It's the most 70s soundtrack you'll ever hear. Um, percussive wah-wah. Kind of trumpets and brass. And she's just jogging along. Yeah. Jogging along. I mean, you know, it's not even... It's that kind of thing... I, I mate of mine coined the phrase of um, bouncy walking. It's it's a little bit like that. Yeah. It's, it's bouncy walking, but anyway. So so uh, yeah. Um. So that they they eventually she she decides to stop doing her slow jog, and she's yeah. like she remembers that she's actually really good at fighting, so she turns around and she puts her handbag yeah. down, and um, <laughs> she beats up one of the guys who's got the denim jacket on, and then That's she right. kicks um, the uh, the guy who's got the leather jacket on. Um, but what she doesn't account for is the guy in the leather jacket. He's got a gun, the dirty yes, trickster. Silenced pistol, yeah, yeah. The silenced pistol, and he shoots her in the head, and he shoots her straight in the middle of the forehead. Yeah. And she turns to camera quite, quite slowly, <laughs> and she's got a, like a, a kind of skin-coloured plasticine moulding stuck yes. onto her forehead where the bullets seemingly gone in but looks like an exit wound yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's the same it's the same horror makeup that used to get in the Argos catalogue when yeah, I was a kid because yeah. I really yeah. wanted it and I never got it 
Yeah. Uh, you make your own horror makeup, scars yeah. and scratches, and there was a yeah. bullet hole in that. Uh, but it is, it's, the, it's that, that very same, self-same bullet hole. Now, here's the weird thing, because I thought she, I thought you saw her, then you went to the other one, and the other one died, and then you cut back to her at the end of her workday, but obviously I'm, I'm, I'm wrong. And no, again, I think I was... that the, um, no, it's, uh, he, she went to see her in the dojo, then she went to see the librarian, and while she's seen the librarian, then it cuts back to dojo woman finishing, and then yeah. getting shot. And then, so librarian says, yeah, I'll meet, I'll meet you to do this mission. Um, and then while she's doing that, um, Sabrina goes to see another member of the doll, potential member of the doll squad, who's uh, works as a nurse in this hospital. Um, she works as a nurse in a hospital, and the yeah. first time you see her, she's sat on a table smoking a fag. Yeah, <laughs> that's literally the first thing that you see of her. Yeah, yeah, and again, yeah. she's got unfeasibly huge coiffured hair. Yeah. Um, and Sabrina's like, so then, oh, do you want to do this thing? And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll do this thing. Um, and then she toys with her lighter and she's like, oh, no, have you still got that? That And she's like, oh, yeah, well, I just don't, I don't think I ever want to get rid of it. And then she goes, anyway, I'll, like, I'll see you at half eight or whatever. And goes off. For some reason, she doesn't have to use a secret signal. She just no. says, well, I'll meet you at half eight at that, at that restaurant. No, There's I no think, books I think the secret signal. I think the secret signal comes at the, the librarian's after... Because I think because when she's talking to um, uh, the senator and, and and the professional victim, what's his name? Uh, she says, um, "I'm going to get these two girls. They're good girls. They're, they're both good girls, and and they they both end up dead." Um, yeah. And it's the, it's this that uh, that keys Sabrina into the idea that there's a mole. There's a mole, as well as a pigeon in the office. No, she doesn't, re- she, office. she doesn't realise that until later because the the, the two goons that uh, attack the dojo woman, they're being yeah. driven around town by another like head goon who's a guy who looks <laughs> a little bit like um, Gene Wilder, but with a meth addiction. Um, yes, indeed. And um, he meets... Sabrina thinks she's meeting all these girls at the restaurant and she's sat there at the table and then he turns up Yes, he does. and um, he's got a gun and he's like, you do whatever I say. And then he brings out the lighter that he's taken from the nurse that he's shot. And then yeah, that's yeah. when she's like, ah, fuck. Yeah. He's, he's a, he's a dirty boy. He's a, he's a, yes, indeed. But then um, well, that that brings us to one of both of our favourite scenes yeah. in the rest. So, um, so yes, in, yeah, as as Rich has perfectly uh, described, um, she's uh, she's caught red-handed, you know, looking for yeah. two women who she already knows. She decides to sit down with a bloke she doesn't know, who then <laughs> pulls a gun on her uh, in the restaurant. Um, so you know all these clues that point to the fact that you know someone's tipped her off to being there, and yeah. and to top it all, and to add insult to injury, this bloke has got her mate's lighter. Yeah. So she says, "Can I? Uh, can I uh, at least have a smoke before I go?" Yeah. And he's um, obviously going to go off and kill her, isn't he? Yeah. And so she says, "He says, yeah, of course you can, because you know." Killers are, are known for their um, it's the last meal pliability, kind of thing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think it's one of those. It's, it's, it's quite, you know, it's, it's etiquette. Let's be honest. Yeah, he's a decent um, guy. Yeah, but not for much longer, because suddenly 
Now, how does she do it? Does she she squirts? Well, she's got something in the, her back. The, 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 like one of the weird, creepy things that seems to come up in all of the films that we've been watching in, in these things is um, he says, "Oh yeah, sh- sure you can have a cigarette," and he's got, already got a cigarette, an unlit cigarette, hanging out of his mouth. So he takes this cigarette and then he like he puts it in and out of his mouth, like he makes it all like wet with his <laughs> his own mouth. And then he gives it to her, and he's like, yeah, you can have that one. Yeah, that's and then, right. then she gets it, and then she goes to light it. But the well, lighter's have... not an ordinary lighter. Ah, yes, of course that's right. It's her lighter, yeah. So suddenly, uh, a jet of flame shoots across the table. Well, yeah. okay, a jet of superimposed flame shoots across the yeah. screen in a manner to suggest that it's shot across the table. Yeah. And, uh, and this bloke who she sat down with Starts to scream, my eyes, yeah, ah, yeah. eyes screaming. Yeah. Um, but again, we we have to consider, <clears throat> much like the rocket blowing up, that this kind of thing is a fairly regular occurrence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the other people in the restaurant barely bat a fucking eye. It's, yeah. it's, it's quite remarkable that they're sitting there. Obviously, the director has told them, now uh, you're gonna you're gonna have to react to this. This is this <laughs> yeah. is quite a shock, quite a shock that you're seeing, but clearly not said you know it's um it's gonna we're gonna superimpose a load of fire we're gonna superimpose a load of fire on his face so it's not just him screaming it's gonna be fire yeah so essentially these people are reacting to somebody shouting in a restaurant yeah they just turn around as if to go oh rather okay, that's a bit odd. <laughs> the people yeah the people in the booths either side of theirs there's a couple yeah. there's a couple in the booth behind sabrina and they look over, and then there's a girl behind the guy, and she looks over, and they've both got the kind of facial reactions that you would have if you regularly went to a working man's club and David won the meat <laughs> raffle two weeks in a row. It's that kind of like, oh, oh. Dave's won again. How surprising it is! Yeah. It is, um, it's you know, someone's dropped a spoon and it's made a clatter on the floor. Yeah. Clatter, clatter. Yeah. Oh, oh. oh. what's that? Somebody's, oh, okay. Sounds like somebody's dropped something. Yeah, just a spoon. It's all right. Anyway, yeah. what are you saying? Yeah. 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 And this bloke yeah. is just screaming and, the, and this all this pretend fire on his face. So um, anyway, uh, she goes back to uh, the office to see the senator and uh, she says, well, you can scratch two agents, two dolls. Yeah. Uh, and I think we've got a traitor in our midst. Yeah, uh, and it's and uh, you know not just like I say, not just a pigeon. We've got a mole. Now, there's a reason that she chooses this uh, this woman. Uh, is it, she's is she the she's not the secretary, is she? The mole. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's secretary Nancy. It is the secretary, right? Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Nancy. Yeah. In her and, all um, in one pink jumpsuit. Yeah. Now they have a. She she catches her in Bertha's room, and she and she. Um, yeah, she does. Does she give her a slap, or do they have just a bit of a? She gets her in tumble? like a funny like little chokehold because she's got her yeah. judo moves. Yeah, and then she says, uh, "Tell me what you know, basically. Tell me, yeah. don't, is it her that she says I could torture you a lot, yeah. or I could inject you with stuff, yeah. and you're going to tell me anyway? So tell me." Yeah, and she reveals that the mm-hmm. villain. Who he's, who she's completely madly in love with. Yeah. Uh, something which is rather baffling when you, you know, towards the yeah. end of the film, it is baffling. But she says, it's Eamon. Yeah. Eamon 
Uh, his surname is an O, like Damon Dunphy. Eamon Dunphy. Is it Eamon? It's not Eamon Dunphy. Is it? <laughs> it's Eamon just... O'Reilly. Eamon O'Reilly, there you go. Yeah. Eamon O'Reilly. I think he's played by a Hispanic actor. He is, he's, yeah. He's, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure they were going to go with, um, you know, I'm fucking uh, Richard Harris if they could have got him. So <laughs> yeah. I would imagine they've gone, right, so what's the cast? Well, it's, it's, it's Richard Harris. Or, if wet... It's this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. So, so this guy, yeah, it's Eamon, and I love him, and I love him, and uh, and 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 he's he's just brilliant, and you know, he's uh, your loss, Sabrina, or some shit like that. Yeah, hinted yeah. There's something there, and then, um, <laughs> they basically the senator comes in, and the and the professional Victor, they come in, they sit down, and and they basically just leave her on the road. To go to a bag or look in a pocket or go to a, you know, and, and pull out a pill and just take it. Yeah. And then they go, wait, wait, she's got something in her mouth. She, and and in late. that um, in that scene as well, so Sabrina's captured her in, in Bertha's room and took her into the office um, for the senator and everybody to see. Uh, and she's, she's sat there looking a bit dishevelled, is, is um, secret agent Nancy. The more, yes, indeed. Um, Double agent Nancy. Yeah, yes. yeah. Um, but for some reason, Sabrina has had a complete change of outfit from one room to another. She's wearing yes, a, yes. A, a completely and utterly different set of clothing. <laughs> so it's like, well, now I've captured her, it's time for a change of clothes. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, almost as if she turned up on set that day and they went... Um, <laughs> you yeah. got the costume. You you went home in it last night. Ah, oh, shoot. Oh, I don't. I'm really I sorry. Don't. I'm really sorry. It's not dried. I thought it was going to be really sunny, but actually, it's been quite overcast and it's still damp. Is there yeah. any chance I could wear something completely fucking different? Not a yeah, problem. Go on then. Not yeah, that's fine. That's fine. You're she fine. Ca- she captures her in Bertha's room in like a turquoise uh, outfit, a skinny blouse jeans thing. And then when she takes her into the next room, she's got. Um, she looks like she's got a suit that's been designed around the theme of fruit salad sweets. <laughs> it's just so completely different. Yes, you're absolutely right. So anyway, she takes a, a, a cyanide. Pill yes, and uh, she's gone. So there's no more evidence coming. No. Uh, so so there's nothing else for it. Sabrina's going to have to assemble the rest of the doll squad, yeah. pull them all together, yeah. and find out exactly what's going on. Now, did no, no, before she goes, sorry, sorry, before she manages to take the pill, they do get a location out of her, don't they? Yes, they do, yeah. They get the location yeah. of an island Yes. off the coast of somewhere or other. Yeah. Central America-ish. Yeah. Kind of thing. Um, Anyway, so they get that before she dies. So they've got a location, and they know it's Eamon O'Reilly. So that's that's what they're going to aim for. Yeah. There then follows um, a a montage of Sabrina locating the other members of the doll squad. Yeah. Now, one of them, as as Richard said, is, is a librarian. Yeah. One of them is an exotic dancer. Yeah. 
Um, but she's really neither exotic nor much of a dancer. Oh, that she's... scene where they where it shows you her dancing. She's dancing to it in front of like a live five piece band, like yeah, a little yeah. rock band kind of thing. And yeah. she's doing this, <laughs> doing this dancing, and then it shows you her going off into the dressing room, and Sabrina goes to see her, and um, she just starts getting undressed, even though she's barely wearing anything. She starts yeah, getting yeah. undressed, and so she takes the top off, which is just like a, like a black, basically like see through bra. Thing. Yeah, it's a black see through bra. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and underneath it, she's got nipple tassels on. Yeah, she does. Why is that? Why? <laughs> why? Why has she, she got that? Because the next well, time you see her, she's wrapped in a towel. So those nipple tassels were just... Nobody ever yeah, saw no. them at all. Yeah. <laughs> one one would presume that, again, that's, that's probably yeah, some kind of contractual deal for the actor, but one would presume that she was part of a burlesque um, act and was yeah. eventually going to reveal those tassels, but seeing Sabrina stopped her yeah. act short... And she decided that she needed to get back to some serious doll squad business. But the place um, where she's dancing is really grim. Again, it's the, yeah. got a whole kind of horrible working man's club vibe about it. Yeah. There are like there are couples in the audience. Yes, and, there are. And they she does her dancing <laughs> to this awful music, and then when she's finished, they all clap and she just walks through them. It's just like, oh, it's so depressing, isn't it? Yeah. It is. It's yeah, it's tawdry and awful. Yeah. Now I recall the the music that she's doing. Again, it's all wah wah and all seventies, but it reminded me of I don't know whether it's Man About the House music or George. Yeah, that's how Man About oh, the House yeah. isn't it? It's it's the least erotic thing. You know, oh yeah, it is. it is. And the yeah. band they look a little bit like they reminded me of like the Partridge Family. Because I think that they were all like, <laughs> yes. they, they did look like they were a family, didn't they? There was like, yes, they did. You know, men and women, they all looked like brothers and sisters and stuff. Oh, yeah. it was so fucking weird. Now, I think we've been to the island by this point. Because I think, I think we've seen Eamon. Yeah, yeah, seen, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, and we've seen one of the heavies. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's a bloke. pissed off with his missus, isn't he? Yes, he is. Yes, that's right. She's desperate to, to uh, help him out, to prove. Maria, I think she's called. Yeah. She's desperate to prove um, her her fealty and yeah. uh, love for Eamon. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, there's um, there's been a discussion, I think, prior to this point, where Sabrina has told Senator Dudar and the professional victor um, that... Um, that Eamon is actually impotent or he has problems with his yeah. uh, in sex the bedroom. drive. Yeah. In the bedroom. Yes, problems in the bedroom. Yeah. Um, so, you know, but but he, obviously not through lack of trying. No. All these women fall in love with him. So, yeah. you know. Um, anyway. He's very charismatic, um, isn't he? He's very, very, he is. He really is. I mean, you know, and when you see the film, you'll understand. Yeah. You'll understand. I, why I he, fell for him. Did you? Yeah. I fell for Richard Harris, but it was wet, so they didn't get Richard Harris. They got this guy. Um, So, uh, yeah, so he's having a go, but they've decided, and I don't know where they got the information from, it might have been the last piece of information they've got, uh, that they needed to obtain Agent X22 or something. She had a name and a code number. Yeah. And she was at the fair. Yeah. She She was at the fair. Yeah. 
So, okay, we're going to go to the fair. Um, this guy, the 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 um, the second in command, I suppose, to um, to the to the main villain of Eamon O'Reilly. Yeah, he's where he's got a paunch, uh, and he's balding, <laughs> yeah. and he's wearing a loud, very loud red and white sort of patterned shirt and flares, um, and, and you know he, he looks cool. Yeah, he, I'm going to say no. Oh, all right, okay. Cool. Um, he, he just he just looks like a, a I don't know they've they've drawn names out of a hat from the extras and went oh what's an actual part right you're in it now you're going to be uh, I think he he, he looks like he he was one of the tech guys and they've just gone now nah, fuck it we're gonna we've missed somebody off on the casting here yeah are you yeah possibly you, Dave are you all right standing in for a bit <laughs> no no problem mate I mean all right wearing what I'm wearing now yeah that's fine. That's yeah, fine. you'll be all right. Don't worry. It's perfect. It's perfect. So off he goes to the fair. Now they're gonna um, supposedly meet up with this agent. They've they've all met up the doll squad. Yeah. And Sabrina's saying, "I've got to go and get Agent X twenty two or whatever she is." Yeah. Um, and why? I can't remember. But they've got to have her. Yeah. And none of them know her. So yeah. it's not like a really, you know, but she must have some skills that yeah. they obviously think they're going to need on yeah. this island mission. Yeah. Um, don't think it's ever clearly explained. But the the girl is at the fair. Yeah. And um, the, the bloke, everyone's so trusting. The bloke says, come with me to my car. Yeah. Come with me to my car. And she says, all right then. All right, I will. Yeah. Um, because he says, I am... Um, I've come from Sabrina, and Sabrina uh, said, "You've got to come to the car." <laughs> oh, Sounds okay, plausible. She says, "That's that's entirely reasonable. I'll, I'll go with you to the car." Yeah. Oh, did I mention um, that I've got some puppies and some sweets there as well? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. We'll go to the woods, and we'll, uh, you know. Anyway, um, so she's captured. Of course, yeah. this guy uh, conks her out. The willy does it uh, by slapping her. He does. He slaps her out. Yeah. He knocks her out with a big with a big dry yeah. slap. Yeah. And down <laughs> she goes. Hits the deck. And off they go. Uh, back to Eamon's lair on the island. Yeah. Um, Sabrina, I think, turns up with her, you know, with her gang now at the fair. Yeah. To see whether or not uh, she's there and she isn't there. This is where they reveal, well, none of us have ever met her. And we don't know what she looks like. Yeah. So, uh, it makes it renders the next section a bit redundant. Yeah. I mean, in terms of narrative. Yeah. Because they've got information. They know they've never met. Yeah. Uh, and yet, um, I suppose maybe as, a, as an att- attempt uh, by Eamon to give his girlfriend a chance to show her loyalty, he says, uh, Maria, we need you. We're going to need you to now. What does he say? He, he says something like, "It's not like we're gonna we're gonna put a face on you, or we need to do your makeover or something." There's something yeah, he says. Yeah, anyway, she goes yeah. off camera, um, <laughs> and eventually, this woman, you know, Agent X twenty whatever, uh, turns up, but it's not her. Obviously, it's no. Maria. Yeah. Maria with a cunning disguise, absolutely cunning. Yeah. Um, but Sabrina 
is always one step ahead because she works it out. Uh, and um, she unmasks. She unmasks this woman. Literally unmasks her. Yeah. Uh, and the mask she pulls off her face. It, 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 it's the most nondescript. Again, they do it in a wide shot, so it's not in focus. But you know, she's been played by this other actress. And then suddenly there's just this rubber mask that wouldn't look out of place in a school play. Flops to the floor and bounces. Really light latex. <laughs> Rubbish. Uh, and um, they, I think they keep her alive this time. What do they? Do they ki- no, they don't. They kill her, don't they? They kill. I think like, yeah. I think they, they kill, kill Maria. Yeah. yeah. Um, which, which obviously makes Eamon angry. He's, he's more angry now. Um he likes breaking things as well, doesn't he? When he's angry, he smashes glasses at, yes, he at does. people's at just off the cuff remarks, doesn't he? Yes, yes, he does. Yeah, he likes throwing his glass into the fireplace. He likes standing next to a fireplace. The other thing that Eamon likes doing is um, in Eamon's um, his, his his big house, his futuristic mansion. Um, he's got uh, there's a, a what must be, I'm guessing, a, a light fitting in wherever they shot it, um, where the light fitting must go low where I'm assuming that there was a dining table, which would make yes. sense. Yes, um, And But he likes standing next to the fireplace, which the fireplace yes. is one of those ones that opens through into the next room. So he's quite yes. often talking to somebody who's in the next room and they're never quite properly in shot. Um, but then... The other thing that the camera likes to do, and it's done it earlier on in the film, it it's, it, starts, it films a whole shot where he's facing away from the camera, but not only is he facing away from the camera, he's got half a light fitting that covers the back of his head. Yeah. They don't bother to move the camera. So they've set the camera up, and it's clearly terrible, and they haven't yeah. even blocked it out with him. So you only yeah. see half of him and he's facing away. Um, but they still yeah. keep that shot in. And they don't move anywhere. They don't cut to anything else. It's just like, <laughs> no, at this yeah. point, you're just going to only see a bit of him. It's yeah. like in the, in the so um, is... one of the really early scenes where Sabrina's talking to the senator and professional Victor. And um, she sits down in their office and she sits facing them, but the camera's behind her. So all you see are them looking yeah. at her and the back of her enormous head. Yeah, her massive shoulder. hair. Yeah, yeah. And she's talking like, away, and it never cuts to her. It never cuts no, to her face uh, talking. <laughs> what the fuck? Again, that, that, that smacks of um, either not enough time to get the coverage, or maybe the cameraman didn't like her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, don't worry, we can just get it all from here. We'll put it on the master, it's fine. Yeah. We'll, we'll just leave it no, there. Yeah, we'll do the close-ups on the senator and the professional victim, yeah. but we'll, we'll, you know, we'll leave the yeah. Sabrina, it's fine. Yeah. Anyway, so... Uh, that whole sequence, that whole X-22, whatever that she's called, yeah. go to the fair, it's the wrong person, but she's dressed the same, get us back, unmasked. It just, It's just a, a filler. Yeah. There's no need for it. It's a cul-de-sac. It goes, it goes nowhere in terms of the narrative. Yeah. Um, but it makes Eamon very angry. And uh, and he starts talking to Sabrina. Mm, yes, my, my love and my adversary. Uh, or does that come later when he starts talking bullshit like that? I can't remember. 
Anyway. Oh, that's that's later. That's later that because later? Um, there's a there's another bit, another redundant bit as well, where she goes um, clear pigeon shooting, doesn't she, with the senator and professional victim? Oh yes, she does. Of course, she doesn't. Um, that she's wearing like a, they they turn up in um, gear that's kind of I suppose suited for shooting things. I'm not really okay with that yes. kind of stuff. But they've got like um, shirts and slacks on. But then they've got those weird like kind of bird watcher. Um, waistcoat things that've got lots and lots yes. of redundant pockets yeah, 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 all over right. them, um, and like those little patches on her shoulders where the the rifle's supposed to sit. Uh-huh. And there's the three of them, and they go clay pigeon shooting. The tip it shows you it. It shows you the whole thing from start to finish, their entire time at the clay pigeon shooting thing. They go to this. <laughs> it shows you them walking up with their guns, and then she puts her handbag down. And um, she stuffs a couple of cartridges into her cleavage just to show that she can do it. And yeah, um, yeah. she loads her shotgun and then one of them, she goes like, pull, and it goes off and she obviously, she shoots it. Every single one of them hits every single player pigeon. And all the time they're doing it, they're having this discussion about, well, it's just basically exposition, unneeded exposition. Uh-huh. And then, um, so they're dressed like that and she's dressed in a crop top so you can see all of her midriff and then some really low-cut, mm. skinny, white trousers. Yes. <laughs> She's dressed entirely inappropriately for the day. Yes, she is. She is. Because There's a lot it, of this. It's when they finish the clay pigeon shooting that they go... The, yeah. For some reason, it shows you walking back to the car park. And the, yeah. right, right in front of her, they literally stood about two foot apart from each other. The senator says to professional Victor, um, do you think Sabrina will be able to handle herself with this mission? And um, the professional Victor goes, why don't you show him, Sabrina? That's right. And yeah. she pulls out this oh my really, God, the suitcase. Yes. really fucking wank-looking <laughs> black weird suitcase out of the back of her car. And then she opens it yeah. up and then she's going... Um, sticks of gel ignite, smoke bombs, yeah. uh, secret knife, <laughs> blow yeah. darts, um, and then these capsules, these um, look and taste like alcohol, um, but they make you explode. And the sensor's like, explode <laughs> from the inside. And she goes, yeah, would you like me to give you a demonstration? And he just goes, ha, 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 ha. No, not today, thanks. I think I'm fine. And just That's fucks off right. to his car. Yeah. That's the end of the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> so fucking weird. Yeah. That's, that proves her aptitude, though, doesn't it? Is yeah. she up for the mission? Uh, well, she's got a suitcase full of really dangerous shit. <laughs> yeah. 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 Don't mean she could use it, but she's got it all. In another film, we would call her a terrorist. But in this one... <laughs> yeah, absolutely. She's absolutely. a capable woman. <laughs> yeah, she is. She's a capable woman. Anyway, so uh, Eamon's angry, uh, and then we go back to the the doll squad, and they've chartered a boat to get to the oh, island. Yes, to go and see to go and investigate Eamon. Yeah. Uh, and the boat uh, is um, piloted uh, by uh, a, a mustachioed chap. Yeah, uh, whose name is Sam. Is uh... Sam. Captain Curran, he's listed as. Captain Curran, okay, fair enough. But he, well, Cap- Captain, Captain, is... Captain Curran is my favourite character in all of this film. 
Oh, really? Why is that? Nothing phases him and doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, he really is what, kind of what, super what cool. he's thrown at him. He's just like, all right, okay, all right, well, we'll do that then. Uh, yeah. They say yeah, yeah. the most. They they they're trying to pass themselves off as um, a load of fun-loving girls who just want to go out and have a fun time on yeah, this, got the cove on yeah, this yeah. yacht, and they've got their bikinis on. They've all got very small bikinis on. Um, one of the dolls who's introduced earlier on um, in part of the sequence, she's some kind of Olympic swimmer. Even though when it That's shows you, right. a, it, even when it shows you a training, she's she swims like a length, and then she gets to the end of the pool, and then she says to the guy, "Like, what was the time?" And he's like, "Oh, you're like two seconds up on your normal time." And she's like, "That's still yeah. not fast enough." That's um, right. Yeah. And then she gets out of the pool and she talks to Sabrina. But uh, when she's in the pool, she's got like um, an all-in-one kind of swimsuit like that's got like a, I don't know like an American Olympic team badge on it or something yeah, um, yeah. but she hasn't got a swimming hat on a swimming cap on and no. she's got really really long blonde hair yes indeed <laughs> but she's a lot she's on the on the boat um, yeah so I love Captain Corridor everything that they say to him he's just like yeah, yeah alright then fine we'll do yeah. that we'll do that then he yeah. has there's, there's not a flicker of any kind of emotion on his face no completely trusting <laughs> Uh, completely, and also just a bit indifferent, really. Yeah, yeah. There's no flirtation. There's no frisson. Nope, no, it's just um, yeah. He could I'll take not you give you two shits about the fact that he's got all these glamorous women in very small bikinis, and no, they're all out couldn't. for a good time. And he's just like, all right, fine, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So um, they get to the island, and but he's not alone. They're, they're, they're not alone on the boat. Oh no, no! The, sorry, is, of it, is he called Raphael or something? He's called Raphael. He is. Yeah, indeed. and he's the, he's like the the ship's mate, isn't he? He's like yeah, the young young the, boy who just helps Captain Curran. Yeah, and he knows the island very well. Yeah. Yes, very well. He says he knows the island, and he can he can you know show them uh, the best ways. Uh, yeah. You know, best ways around and all this kind yeah. of thing. Uh, so they they, they take they, a they take a, a rowing boat. From from the yacht over to the island, but and it, for absolutely no reason whatsoever, the Olympic swimmer, she doesn't get in the boat. She just dives in the water and fucking swims to the island. Yeah, because that is literally the only reference to her having this great <laughs> swimming ability that's useful. Yes, it's indeed. like oh well, now it's coming useful. We don't want to overload the boat. Well, maybe you should have yeah. thought about that before you set off. And then you wouldn't have yes, had to have her. You could have had somebody who was good with bombs or something. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. Anyway, they get to the island. And, um, you know, Victor, he's, he, he, he means business. He really does mean business. Yeah. He's not just there on his own. And he's not just there with his mate with a patterned shirt. Yeah. Oh, no. No, 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 no. No. Victor is there with... A load of soldiers, or a load of paramilitaries. Anyway, they're not. Uh, I don't. They're, they're from any kind of particular not Victor, army. They're, it's they're loyal to Victor's cause. Oh, Amen. Sorry, yeah. Sorry, I beg your pardon. Amen. They're all loyal to Amen's cause. Yeah. Um, and they're, you know, they've got they've got the standard old, you know, American helmet on. Yeah. The, you know, the for some reason they're, they're dressed as um, GIs 
who were fighting, yes, they are. In, World War II. fighting in the Pacific in World War yeah, Two. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. They've got the they've got the funny like overshoe things yeah. on, yeah. on their ankles and, yeah. and stuff like that. And they've got the M3 grease gun machine guns and and then and they, they you know they drive around the island in jeeps. But well, in so jeeps. Much, yeah, not so much in in the jeep. No. no. On the jeep. On the jeep. Um, yeah. But not even on the back. Yeah. So you've got a driver, and then you've got two other soldiers who are just yeah. on the bonnet. Yeah. yeah. One of them's got to be in the fucking way. One of them <laughs> yeah. is creating a ma- yeah. well, massive blind spot. I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Never going to get insured. But they're not, they're not military jeeps. They're like... Um, they're like... Uh, like people... Not, not people carriers... But they've got they're just like a normal utility. It's like a pickup truck. Yeah, that's right. They're like a yeah, like a Ute. Yeah, that's exactly like what they're like. Yeah, yeah. So plenty of space in the back should they require it. Yeah. Um, but no, on the bonnet it is. Yeah. Um, makes it more challenging, I suppose. More of a, more you, of a can, test. you can but they see are... them almost falling off every time they go over a bump. So. Oh my god! Again, a weird decision by the director to go. Uh, okay, guys, guys. Get to, get to the vehicle, and I want you to set up. But I, I want to try something different. <laughs> Nobody's ever seen this before. This is going to be the thing that you guys, I know you think you're extras, you'll be remembered for this. Yeah. Because I want you on the front of the Jeep. Yeah. In, in front of the Jeep. Not not in front, on the top, on the bonnet. Yeah. On the, you know, uh, on the, uh, on the, uh, on the hood. And that's, that's what I want. What will we hold on to? Oh, You'll hold on to the edge of the screen with one hand and cling on for dear fucking life in the other hand. Yeah. I mean, fucking hell. You have to hold on so with your fucking ass cheeks, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, um, ripping. And so, if they did fall over, they would fall directly under the wheels of the vehicle, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the most there's no, There's nowhere ludicrous. else for them to fucking go apart no, from under the wheels. No, it's the, it's the you know, in, in terms of you know, security and safety. Quite apart from you know, even in not in the story, in the world, yeah. it's the it's nuts. It's nuts. Yeah. Anyway, I would not so like the... to be um, Eamon's HR director because he no, must God. be just constantly getting staff in all the time. What's happened? Oh, not more of them are falling with the fucking wheels. Shit. Yeah. We're we're running out of goons. Yeah, we're running Look, out of henchmen. Eamon, is the can you just clarify this? Is there any reason why they can't sit inside the vehicle when they're going across the dunes? It's their choice. I don't. I don't make those rules. I'm too busy thinking about Sabrina. So, anyway, the girls get to the island. Mm. They get to the island, and they, you know, the, the little Raphael says he's going to show them the best way. Yeah. Uh, and and the, and he does at first. He yeah. Does. Um. But um. They couldn't have sure really telegraphed. Where. They couldn't have really telegraphed anymore that he was a sneaky cunt who was going to betray him, could they? No, no, absolutely, absolutely. Because he even, came as a surprise even, to absolutely yeah, no viewer. He he gets to the island like they they go on the boat over. So when they set off on the boat over to the island, he goes up to the captain and says, "Oh, the girls have just told me that um, you can leave them here and just come back tomorrow because they're going to stay here." And the captain just goes. All right, fine. <laughs> and he, yeah, okay. And then he okay. goes, oh, cool. and then the um, little Raphael goes, uh, 
I'll probably just go over and give him a hand with stuff, you know, because, you know, they, they are on their own. And he's just like, yeah, fine. <laughs> Again. Yeah. And so Raphael jumps off the boat and swims over to the island. Everybody's, just, swim, yes, everybody's fucking swimming everywhere. They're all in boats, <laughs> but nobody wants to use them. It's weird because, yeah, I mean, this, this boat, this craft they're in, it's a shallow bottom thing. He could get yeah. quite close yeah. to the beach. Yeah. Yeah. But no, just jumps out. <laughs> yeah, and the fucking just miles fucking away. Jumps out. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's practically in the middle of the ocean. A burning oh, mind. I can swim this, from this, here. This Raphael, he's got, he's got like a fucking shirt and jeans on. It's not like he's just got, it's <laughs> <laughs> not like a shorts yeah, and a t-shirt. No, yeah? absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just yeah, he launches is. himself into the water. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. Yeah. So uh, they go they go onto the island and they've got the explosives and they've divvied him up. Yeah. Um, but And I don't quite know how they've done this. Maybe there's a small boutique on the island for yeah. matching outfits that is, you know, hasn't been seen. Yeah. But um, next thing you know, they're all in these kind of very dark green jumpsuits. Yeah. Um, with a with a peculiar zip design. Yeah. And white high heeled shoes. Yeah. Um, which again, perfect for sneaking on yeah. and making beach attacks. <clears throat> yeah. Fantastic. Very very good for mobility. Yeah. Um, now I can't remember uh, so whether they, or not they, they get um, they captured s- before the shooting starts. Well, they, they, do, they, 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 um, they don't. They're not. They're not stupid. When they get to the island, they don't all stick together. They split up yeah. into different teams, don't they? That's right. Um, but unfortunately, um, Raphael bumps into one of the teams and says, "Oh, there's loads of people, loads of soldiers after you. I can lead yes. you to safety." But yes. the little sneaky shitbag, he leads them straight into a trap, and they're captured. Yes, he does. Which only yes, leaves a couple right. of the dolls running, still running yeah, free, including Sabrina. It? Sabrina's not captured, is she? She's still. She's Sabrina still out is there. captured. She's still free. Yeah, she Sabrina. Captured? Yeah, she's captured because they're. Ta- oh, you're right. Yeah, because she's. Ta- they're she's taken there when... and then they inexplicably handcuff them to a clothes rail in a room. <laughs> yeah, and one of the one of them is the uh, Agent X twenty. Yes. Whatever she is, yeah. who's who's like never been on a mission before. Mm. So why you'd want her on? You know, just just rewinding for a second. <laughs> uh, I, I had to. I had to just pause it and. Uh, I think I might have been draining pasta or something, but I had to pause it there, and I, it made me think. Right, none of them have met her. No. Uh they don't know her abilities. No. And she's never done anything before. No. N- no you know, no. Bertha, that fucking computer. Yeah. Did, failed to mention this. Yeah. You have to take her. Yeah. What are her skills? And 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 she's been warned early on, not to. You know, we work as a team. Yeah. Um. And, uh, of course, she comes up with the bright idea that because she's been captured and because Maria was, yeah. uh, you know, put the rubber mask on her, yeah. that the guard might think she's still Maria. Yeah. And she's, she says, you can't, you can't chain me up. You can't keep me in here. I'm, I'm Maria. Yeah. I'm Maria. And then, basically, the guard gives her a proper dry slap, another one. Yeah. Oof. yeah. And, and then she starts crying. And then she says, oh, it's my first mission. And Sabrina says, it's all right, but you should, you, we told you, we told you. Yeah. And then there's this really long bit that must last a good 30 seconds where she's just going, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. It goes on far too long. It's, it's, 
It's like the cameraman and the director working out some issues with their own like children or something. <laughs> and all the saying, time that they're doing this, sorry. they're still handcuffed to what does look like a clothes rail. In, yes, in a line, right. they're in like they're all stood in a line in their green jumpers yeah. while she's crying. Yes, it's very strange. Now you gonna again? This was a point where I was definitely doing something. I can't remember how they escaped. In fact, it's not. I can't remember. I don't know how they escaped. I know um, they did, but how did they escape, Rich? I think it was the um, the people. My memory is vague on it as well, but I think it was the other dolls created a distraction outside of the compound that then meant that they could do something to escape. I can't even remember how they did escape. Um, yeah. But the that the agent who was like, going, "I'm Maria, I'm Maria." Doesn't she get shot as well at that point? Oh yeah, she's killed. Oh, uh, she's slapped, and then and then uh, a guy she, shoots her, doesn't shot he? Straight away. She's left hanging yes. on this clothes rail anyway. She's left hanging on the clothes rail, yeah, yeah. She doesn't make it. Kim. No. Yeah. It's Kim, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, she doesn't make it. Um, so, you know, what a terrible role. It's your first mission, right? Uh, she gullibly goes up to a car, gets kidnapped. Yeah. And then gets, you know, shot. Well, I suppose, listen, that's life in the doll squad. Anyway. Bearing in mind uh, that, but that um, they fed in those, right at the start, they fed in those cards that had a thousand, a thousand active agents on it who they could make up into a squad. And they couldn't find yes, somebody who Sabrina already knew. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Who, considering she's the leader, that yeah. seems highly unlikely. Yeah, yeah. We've been through everybody and... We're down to the people that you've never heard of before now, Sabrina. Well, no, that can't be right, because I've been doing this for 20 fucking years. So... Yeah. No, no, no. Honestly, Sabrina, she's box fresh this last. Yeah, yeah. You've never heard of her. You've never met her. You don't know what she can do. Is there any chance that I could pick my own team? No, absolutely not. Bertha does the picking. Yeah. You're you're just a big-head woman. What do you know about picking teams? (laughs) Yeah, anyway. So then there's lots of gunplay. Now... The gunplay, uh, as a kid, I would have loved this, as a kid, because you don't, it's not that you don't notice, but you don't mind so much as a kid that all the goons can't shoot for shit. Mm. Uh, and even if they've got uh, the lasses, you know, bang to rights, yeah. you know, outnumbered, outgunned, yeah. they don't start shooting until the lasses draw small pistols and yeah, shoot them yeah. first. yeah. They're quite liberal with the blood as well. At one point, uh, Sabrina shoots a guy who throws himself back against the wall, presumably to uh, pop uh, a squib that's been attached to yeah. his back, and then slides down the wall, yeah. revealing a huge that's, amount yeah. of that's right, unfeasible yeah. amount of blood. We've, we've, anyway, um, we've missed out on um, a classic, oh, um, a classic scene that involves a callback. Um, so two of the agents who are getting into the thing and I think one of one of them is the librarian I can't remember who the other one is but they're getting into the compound and they meet up with two they're in a jeep and they drive up and there's two guards man in a checkpoint oh my god how could I have forgotten yeah. this bit? yeah of and, course um, of course please so they, Rich they, um, it's yours the two guards are like who the, like, who the fuck are you and they're like oh we're just out two girls out on a drive on a private island 
owned by this mad dictator. Um, yeah, we're just having a drive yeah. round, and they're like, "Oh, right." And they were like, "Oh, but we're in the. It's so dry out here. We're in the mood for some fun. Why don't you have a drink with us?" And they're like, "Oh, yeah, go on then." And then they get out what looks like, I guess, like a bottle of tequila or something. Um, yes, that's right. But they've laced it with the explosive liquid that um, Sabrina has talked about when she got out her wonky suitcase from the car. And so they're like going, oh, well, let's have a drink and then we can have a party, all of us together. And they're like, oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. then one of them has like a massive glug. And she goes, oh, have another swig. And so he does. And then the other one has like a couple of swigs. And then... It's not explained. They why, run off, don't they? They just suddenly run off the lasses. They um, they're, they're standing away from the girls, yeah. And then um, the two guys, obviously, they've uh, swallowed this explosive liquid, and so they explode. They explode <laughs> from the inside. Um, yeah. But again, it's yeah. it's a little bit like with a very earlier. external explosion. Yeah, it looks like somebody spilt raspberry jelly over the um, the film strip. Because um, yeah. you can still see them clearly underneath the explosion. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. And then they've disappeared. Um, yes, I can't believe I forgot that bit. Anyway, gunplay ensues. Lots oh, and lots of gunplay. Sorry, sorry. I know this is another, another stop, but no, no, no please. So, so they've come to this checkpoint. There's two guys guarding it. The only way that they can seemingly get past it is by seducing these guards, making them drink explosive tequila killing them yeah and then the next thing you see them is the two girls get into the jeep and they drive around the checkpoint (laughs) post because there's a clear easy easy to drive around path around the checkpoint post so they just get in and drive around so they could have just done that right at the start there's nothing stop them they could have just instead of stopping they could have just driven around them yes they absolutely could um so uh, yeah, lots and lots of machine gunning. Now, in, during the course of this, Liz gets injured. So her mate has to take her back to the boat. Yeah. Um, I can't remember which one Liz is. She might be the, the swimmer. Uh, she's either the swimmer or the, or the, or the erotic, exotic dancer. Yeah. Anyway, um, essentially, it boils down to Sabrina. Yeah. And Sabrina goes and she's captured by Eamon again. Yeah. And uh, Eamon says... Uh, I uh, I remember they've got a history, well, haven't they? They have got a history. Uh, I remember I loved you once, uh, and how should I kill you? I wonder. And uh, and then, but then he just he keeps saying, "No one touches her. Don't touch her. Yeah, she's she's leave her. She's my queen. Yeah. She's my princess. Yeah, right." And um, he takes her off into his bedroom, the, doesn't he? Yes, he does. This is the point at which the film. Um, gets like you, you've been playing with your action men and you've been building up a right good game and um, and then your mum calls you down for tea but you, you want to carry on playing with your action men and then she says right get downstairs now so you have to put an <laughs> ending on it yeah and, and so it becomes rubbish and the game goes really rubbish um, and it, it, it's, so this whole sequence of Sabrina essentially repeats itself he says I love you. And she says, I could, I could never love you. Uh, I could love you. I did love you once. But I could never love you. But you do love me. I know you <laughs> love me. And then she clearly proves she doesn't by trying to escape or trying to foil his plans. And then he says, ah, how will I kill you? How will I kill you? 
but you're my queen, you're my princess. And we just go round and round and round and round in circles. Um, they've been after the bubonic plague. Yes. This was their cunning plan all along. Yeah. The microfilm, I think, was the formula for the plague, but they didn't send them it, and yet they've got it. Yeah. So I'm I'm presuming that the secretary sent them it. Yeah. Um, or you know, so that whole beginning blowing up that rocket was entirely unnecessary, and actually yeah. drew more attention to this guy um, who could have just done what he was going to do and not give yes. the game away at all. But instead, his ego. And the plot gets in the way. Yeah. Uh, because he reveals his plan. And he leaves Sabrina while he goes to talk to some representatives, some, some scientists who share his worldviews. Um, they're all uh, they're all like um, an evil cabal, aren't they? Of yes, people they are. from different nations. Because there's yeah. like there's a French guy there. Yeah. Oh the French there. guy is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> but this this thing this thing makes me laugh as well. This is another thing. Uh, and I don't know. I don't know where it was filmed, um, but if I had to guess, I'm sure some of it must have been filmed in this particular country, because when he says, "You people represent the greatest powers in the world," mm. China, Russia, Great Britain, Yugoslavia, <laughs> and Germany, and you go, "What's the odd one out there?" Something not quite right about that. Fucking Yugoslavia. <laughs> Yeah, things are maybe different uh, then. But... You know, it's it's you know it's it's <laughs> they might as well have said you know UK, Germany, Russia, the Marshall Islands. You know, <laughs> fucking it's utterly ridiculous. The Orkneys is utterly bizarre, right? It's bizarre, but the yeah. Anyway, they sit around the table to talk to talk through the plans, and there's the French guy. Who's got um, sort of curly blondish, dirty blonde hair, and not the world's greatest French accent? Says, but uh, if we have the bubonic plague, how can uh, we survive? Don't worry, says Eamon. He's thought it through. Don't worry. You yeah. will all be issued with this with the antidote. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, but uh, what about our families? Some of us have families. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes, there'll be enough for your families. And what about our friends? <laughs> yeah. And then suddenly Eamon says, you are clearly, are, are you the right man for this job? Anyone who's an agent uh, who works for me doesn't have any friends. And he says, uh, of course, I don't have friends. I was speaking for some of the other people around this table. Yeah. <laughs> you just think... It's a really oh. odd bit of very mundane Christ. office politics, isn't it? There's a really odd, like, is, just yeah, ordinary that's... workplace dynamic that's going on in that bit. Yeah. And then and then he says... Um... We'll all be getting a Christmas bonus. Yeah. Will, yeah. will our families be getting a Christmas bonus? <coughs> yeah, yeah. What about our friends? Does Look, just don't push your fucking luck, all right? You're all getting... <laughs> you, everybody here... How many times do I have to tell you? Everybody here is getting a bonus... But I'm not fucking pissing all <laughs> the wall on all your mates as well. Oh yeah, no. I won't. I, mean, I, I won't ask him. I won't ask him film. for me. But when I go back down on that shop floor, that's the first question they're going to ask. Do our mates yeah. get it as well? 
Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, I, I, look, I won't try to cause trouble around. No, no, no. I'm on your no. side. I'm on your side. I, I, yeah, I'm on your I side. I understand, but them down there in that factory, that yeah. they they don't. They're just simple folk, you know. Yeah. They look to me as the shop steward. They look to me, yeah, for some kind of you know connective yeah. thought. Honestly, the minute I say you're all going to get bubonic plague, they're going to fucking kick off. And I need to have answers. That's all I'm asking for. Let's just all fucking calm down here. So, but so anyway, we're not, so we're not getting friends aren't getting the antidote. Is that right? Can I just clarify? Yeah, no friends. Who's taking no, notes? You shouldn't even note. have friends. Why have you even? Why have you even got friends? Yeah, you're right. Wait, I don't have. Yeah, I didn't mean friends. I meant me, me yeah. evil horde. That's what I meant. Yeah. I, my minions. I used to have friends, but they started working for you and you made them sit up front of a jeep. <laughs> yeah, and I've lost all of them. Yeah, they're all they're all dead. They're all dead. I have I've um you know, I've I've marked off their deaths on my very small calendar. Anyway, um <laughs> I had to get it back in again. That's very uh, <clears throat> anyway, so he he's also saying they'll never see it coming. They'll never see it yeah. coming. Yeah. And uh, th- there'll be enough serum in here to inject a thousand rats. Yeah. And those rats will breed with other rats. Yeah. And soon the world will be ours. Now, it's not quite explained what they want the world for. No, no. Why they blew up a rocket. There's no, no. causal connection no, no. With, with any of this. I mean, let's, let's say, for example, that... His his in, his plan that is explained is successful, so yeah. the vast majority of the population has now died of bubonic plague, which is ever is everywhere now. It's it's right. Yeah, sure. no, it's sure. unstoppable. There's, it's it's a runaway train now. <clears throat> yeah. But they're all right because they've got the antidote. So that means that they're going to have to do everything. Everything yeah, he's doing, cleaning the yeah. fucking toilets, oh, yeah. finding food. They're going to be just peasants now, aren't they? Yeah, well, yeah, all those terrible shots who sit on the front of jeeps, they'll be dead. They can't, yeah. they, you know, they, uh, yeah. they won't even have the yeah. time to be run over by the jeeps. Gone. Yeah. The bubonic plague's got them. Yeah. So, nobody yeah, brings it's that a terribly up flawed... Nobody mentions Terribly that. flawed plan. You are. Nobody, nobody brings, brings that up, up, though, because I think, no, I think no, that they've, they've seen that the French guy gets shot down in flames with just what seems to be a fairly... Yeah, yeah. A fairly decent question. Yeah, it's a reasonable, it's a reasonable question, isn't it? It's a just in passing question. when we're talking about yes, the extermination of the human race. Will our friends get the answer? Yeah, yeah. We'll have, we'll have any friends? No, you'll have you'll have your your desperately frustrated and upset uh, family yeah. wondering where their mate their mates are. Yeah, uh, nobody's and, no, and, after that. Everybody's thought, well, I'm not going to mention. The fact that this all seems deeply flawed. Yeah, yeah. Does anyone, everyone, have anything to say to that? Yeah, get your hand down, France. We we know what you've got to say. And you, <laughs> Yugoslavia. Anyway, so um, so he goes back to see um to see Sabrina. Mm. Has she has she got out and been recaptured at this point? Um, no, she's in. Uh, he's he's left her in the um, he's left her in the bedroom because he he's still got vague hopes of think of um, seducing her again. Yeah, because he wants her to stay with him and be the queen yeah, of the yeah. world. She needs something. to see sense, the silly bitch. She needs to see sense. Absolutely, this plan is perfect. 
it's utterly flawless. Yeah. It, it works. Yeah. It works on so many different if levels. Only um, she would listen. But, um, if only. But there's um there's a point at which I'm sure because she has to say it twice and she says it in the same way and she delivers the line dreadfully. <laughs> one one of the one of the doll squad says, "Liz was shot." Uh, whatever. Let's say the other one's called um, Vicky. It isn't, but Liz was shot. Vicky had to take her back to this boat. And then later, she says the same thing. Liz was shot. Vicky yeah. had to take her back to the boat. And she says it in such a, a similar way to the first time. I have to think. I have to think that they just took a recording and went stuck it back in because there's some very dodgy sound recordings. At one bit. There's, there's a bit where there's people are talking over each other. It's a bit like that pod the other week um, when I was talking over you. you were talking yeah, over, they're just yeah. talking over each other. And it goes on for about, again, about 20 seconds. And you just go, there's something gone wrong with the recording here. Anyway, to cut to the chase, because we've been babbling on for nearly mm. two, well, got be over two hours. Um, he gets back into the room with her and he says he's going to inject her with the plague. Yeah. Um and uh, she says that she has to stop him, and he says something like, "How would you stop me? How would you kill me? Is that is that yeah. is that right?" Or is it yeah, something that's like right. That? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, they he have seems a to find he seems this. to find it both a turn on and amusing to ask her yes, how indeed. she would kill him. How she would kill him? Anyway, she says, "Well, I'd start by pushing you over." Yeah. So. She, you know, she wrestles him and pushes him over, and he falls over and goes, "Ha ha 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 ha!" Yeah. Anyway, he's laughing. Yeah. And she's laughing. Do you she think, that, do you think that, that that's what? Um, that's one of the things that we don't know about, like, um, like mad billionaires and dictators, is that they absolutely think that slapstick comedy is the funniest fucking thing that's ever been. I wonder. I she wonder. pushed. She pushed him onto the floor, and he was absolutely helpless with laughter at that. Yeah, he was. He was. He was killing himself. And then she tipped some water on him. Yeah. And and she's laughing, and he's laughing. Yeah. I yeah. mean, practically, it's it's almost a yeah. moment. You know, yeah. it's like Benny Hill. Yeah. But then, fuff, tell you what. Yeah. She comes up with a right plan. Yeah. She um. She, does she expose a wire? Or she pulls, wire? She, there's a table lamp behind her and she pulls the cord that's out of the it. table lamp that's still plugged pulls in it. and then she and throws then it throws on the floor. throws it down at him. Mm. And again, the, the special effects for which this film will be known um, shows some crackling electricity go bzz, bzz, yeah, bzz yeah. over his body. Um, but he doesn't die. Not from this. No. Oh no. He shrugs it off. Yeah. He shrugs it off. Um... So she stabs him with a sword. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a sword in the room, and I can't remember exactly. It's, um, it's over the mantelpiece, isn't it? It's a decorative, a yeah. decorative scabbard of some kind. It is, it, yeah. Yeah. And she draws the sword and stabs him. Mm. Again, this it, it it has no. In my beginning is my end. It has no. Um, yeah. Rounding of no, the full no. narrative journey. No. It's 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 just. Um, uh, and then she stabs him with a sword. Yeah. And that's pretty much the end of Eamon. Yeah. And um, and then they, they, get, they get off. They get off the island. Uh, yeah. I don't think there's any more fighting. They go, they uh, go, they go back to where they, um, they first landed on the island. 
Um, oh wait, what happens to Raphael? Because I I don't remember what happens to him. Did they kill him. I don't know actually. Because he runs he runs off into the undergrowth when the soldiers come when they're ambushed. But I can't remember what happens yeah. to him after that. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't, uh, I don't even uh, know if that's wrapped up. But they go back to where they first landed, and then they get out of their jumpsuits and back into their bikinis and yeah. get in a little rowing boat. Um, and the swimmer girl, she's the one who's been shot, and so she's got yeah. a big bandage. And then that's they go right. back to Captain Curran, and he just just dismisses all that. He's not <laughs> even asked about it. Um, yeah. He's just like, oh, did you have a good did time? Did you explore the island? Yeah, and they're uh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was all, it was all good, yeah. And obviously Kim, Kim, who uh, who um, who doesn't come back, he says, um, wasn't there another one with you? And he says, and they, yeah. just, they, you know, they say, oh yeah, she's staying, she's staying on this on this island, which yeah. presumably he thinks is uninhabited because nobody's supposed to know yeah. that it's a private island. There's a secret base on it, and he goes, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, fair enough, okay, yeah, fine. So you know, anyway, then they they go off, and she makes a call. To Senator Duda and and the professional Victor. Yeah. And she says, it's over, all this, is over, this is over the ship's fucking radio, isn't it? She gets a, di- she gets a direct line through to the Senator over a ship's yeah. radio. Over ship's radio, yes, indeed. Uh, <laughs> fucking hell. And uh, she says, oh, you, don't worry, everything's sorted. You can you can start your your uh, space program again. <laughs> yeah. And he says, "Oh well, that's a load off my mind." Yeah. Because yeah. you know this is one senator who's got yeah. a space program. Yeah. He's not the president. He's not the entire you know yeah. um, military industrial complex. No, it's one senator. Yeah. Who happens to own a few rockets. Yeah. So oh well, that's a load off my mind. That's that's. And I mean, deal. right at the start, the the president has said, "I'm going to cancel this whole program," and the senator has said. Well, could you give me like two weeks because I need to investigate some things further? And then she just radios through to him and said, "It's all fine. You can carry on now." And he goes, "Oh, well, that's that's that's, right. that's all right then." So what's he going to yeah, do yeah, then? Is yeah, he going to yeah. go back to the president and go, "I've investigated it and it's all all right now," and the president's just going to go, "Oh, well, that's <laughs> fucking hell. That's a weight off my mind then. Let's just <laughs> let's just carry on. We don't need any fucking evidence or any details yeah, about it." because <laughs> there's absolutely no evidence at this point about, of any of what's gone on because they've just left it all no. on the fucking island there's nothing yeah, at all absolutely. it's just pure yeah. hearsay isn't it <laughs> complete hearsay Fuck yes man. you're absolutely right um, but then she says I want some time off Yeah, I want some time off Yeah. Um, but he, and he says well I can only give you a week yeah. because birth has pulled your name out again Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you've got something else yeah. That you need to do. Yeah. And uh, the senator then says, don't worry. I'll sort something. You're going to yeah. be all right. Yeah. And then it closes with the the uh, the last the remaining lasses on the boat. Yeah. And Captain Curran just comes up from the cabin and goes up to his, uh, goes up to the ship's wheel and steers them off. Well, she, and he, he says, what's, he's, he says to Sabrina, well, like, well, so what we're doing now? And she says, oh, just take me, take us somewhere nice. And, he, and right. he just goes, oh, all right then, like it, like he does yeah. in every with every situation. Yeah, all right then. Yeah, doesn't matter what you yeah. throw at him. He's just like, all right, I'll do that then. Yeah, yeah, he is the yeah, he is the coolest. 
Um, and that was and that was really the end of it. it. I mean, yeah. again, I'm, I apologise because, uh, like I say, I was I was cooking something and I didn't get to um, uh, focus focus down on a lot of bits. But there were there were moments that you know that the extras in the restaurant and oh, yeah. uh, you know the, the the fact that it was a that natural disaster. The people yeah. riding on the jeeps, the people riding on the fucking tr- on the utility trucks. Yeah, it was just nuts. Yeah. The French guy, they mentioned in Yugoslavia. Yeah. There was enough nonsense in there. It was super, super cheesy. Yeah. It really was cheesy. Um, but um, but a good laugh. It, and, and utterly yeah. harmless. It, it was free of cynicism. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, just a, a bit daft. Yeah, there was absolutely no pretension to what they were trying to do there. They just wanted a bit of a no. fun action film, didn't they? I really enjoyed yeah. it. I... I, I I would happily watch that again. It was the special effects were just terrible, really terrible. Um, <laughs> they were, <clears throat> um, but and and the um, the direction that they must have been given as actors because I can't imagine that they came up on on their own. Just the way that they reacted to the situations that were put in front of them, like the captain who just blindly just went, "Yeah, yeah, it's fine." To yeah, ev- absolutely, absolutely everything, the way that the. Yeah. Um, the senator and and this shady Victor character, um, the yeah. way that they just accepted all the information that came to them as just like, all oh, right, well, yeah, that's fine. Oh, she'll be fine because yeah. she's got a, a suitcase full of fucking madness. So let's just <laughs> we'll just let her get on with it. Oh, she's she's yeah. turned up to a clear pigeon shoot in in a crop top. That's that's probably normal. Yeah. Um, it, it was all just. <laughs> mental but um it was it really a, was it was a lot of fun i think it was it was it was it was it was uh preposterous tastic and yeah. and a delight um you know it, it's um it's not for me it's not knocked octoman off the top slot of the things we've watched so far uh but it's close it's close i preferred it to death smiles at a murderer death smiles yes. on a murderer fuck i've said it again death smiles yes. at a murderer death i uh, uh, on a murderer, um, I prefer it to that uh, because that was trying and reaching for something that it failed at, and I didn't get the whole Jallo thing. It was just it made no sense to me. Um, but uh, yeah, I quite like I'm, the I'm uh, the Jallo uh, films. Now that I know that I'm, I just don't have to make any sense of them. That they, they are just going to be f- fucking batshit weird. Yeah, I quite yeah. now that I know that that's how you well, go into try... it. I'll... I'd happily watch one of those again. The thing that, uh, well, that there was um, a pleasant surprise I found with Doll Squad was that I was thinking this is going to be horrendously sexist. Um, but they, yeah, all yeah, the yeah. female characters in it, they were all the strongest, cleverest, most normal people in the whole thing. They were the ones who drove everything. All the male yes. characters were just ridiculously inept. Or, yes, they were. Or just completely passive throughout. Yeah. For a film like that, if that was the first one of its kind, and I've no idea what the, the back thing was, but considering that they managed to sue, well, they tried to sue Charlie's Angels, that format as an original idea, um, that was really good. The whole, the whole thing of, like, I'm building a squad of people who've got different skills and we're all going to get well, together and do that kind of thing. It was, you know, it lent very heavily on the uh, Mission Impossible yeah. uh, TV series because that was the uh, late sixties, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, and a bit of James Bond in there, and a lot of cheese, 
And um, but yeah. it was you know it was um, it was daft and knockabout fun. Um, yeah. So yeah, I uh, enjoyed it. And and it was um, it was on Amazon Prime. Um, yeah. Two de- that, two decent was, ones you know, this year. This is the first year that we've had two watchable films. Yes, I would agree with that. I would agree with that, definitely, definitely. Um, so going on to 1974 so then. Yes, indeed. 1974, the year of the West Germany World Cup. Oh, uh, God, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and, and, the, and the Dutch uh, total football. Yes. Yeah. Under Renus Mikkels. Yeah. Uh, um, but um, anyway, we were three uh, uh, and turned four in this year. Yes. Um, so what have we? What have you got for me? I've got. Um, I was inspired by the girl power that we've got going on in, oh, with Doll okay. Squad, um, and I wanted a bit more of that. So I've picked for you um, the arena starring Pam Greer, Ooh, which is that um, sounds exciting. Set in the times of the Roman Empire, and it's some kick-ass chicks who were gladiators. Amazing gladiator women, fantastic. Yes. Well, yeah. that's thematically quite. Um, and I've never seen that film, so I'm, I'm excited as well. So uh, this is a film that I've chosen for you uh, by the Shaw Brothers. Now, doubtless you'll read up on the Shaw Brothers, so I'm not going to go into it now. Yeah. Um, and this is film. This film has had so many different titles. I sent you a link to it. It's again. It's it's on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, the full movie. Uh, when I watched it, I watched it at my mate Graham's house. He had it on VHS video. Yeah. And um, we watched it when we were in our late teens or possibly early 20s one day. Um, and it, when I watched it, it was called Return of the Barbarian Women. Yeah. Uh, and as I, I think I might have mentioned this last week. The tagline on the video case was, Hell hath no fury like... The Return of the Barbarian <laughs> Women. <laughs> so, uh, again, imagine that committee meeting. It's three in the morning, not come up with anything. Hell hath no fury like. Uh, should we just go with the title again? Yeah, fuck it, that'll work. Um, so those are, those are the films for 1974. Yeah, I'm looking forward to them. So if you've got any films that you want to recommend to us for future years... Uh, we're only at 1974, so you've got quite a bit to go to hit at. Yes, indeed. Um, be nice if we had a theme to the two films. If you can give us two films uh, with a theme, that'd be good. Um, yeah. But if you've got any ideas, you can send them through to us at weakpointspodcast at gmail.com or you can send them through to our Instagram, which is weakpointspodcast. And on our Instagram, you'll see pictures of some of the things that we've been talking about <clears throat> on these podcasts. Um, yes, so, indeed. And you don't even have to... Sorry, go on. No, uh, um, what, no, no. What, one of the um, things that I have noticed is that uh, I can put pictures of um, Octoman or um, some of the uh, lesser-known characters from things like My Name Is Trinity and get yeah. virtually no feedback on them. But if you stick a picture of um, Sienna Miller or Charlotte Rampling on there, <laughs> that ah. seems, seems to do extraordinarily better. Oh well, there you go. Marvelous, good, good, good. Um, what I was what I was going to add is that you don't if if you if you've got a couple of films for us to watch, uh, and they are linked, you don't even have to tell us the link. We'll try and work it out. Oh yeah, um, that'd be good. You know that'd be fun. Uh, so throw them at us. Um, yeah. And and thanks for listening. 
Thank you very much, and we'll see you on the next one. See you soon. Certainly will. Bye. Bye. Bye.